The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Pat Gray Unleashed. Department of Justice's Office of Inspector General has found that former FBI Director James Comey uh, defied authority various times while leading the Bureau. Uh, Sources claim that the DOJ's internal watchdog explicitly used the word insubordinate to describe his behavior. Wow. James Comey was insubordinate as FBI Director. That's kind of what uh, President Trump has said. He they didn't like him at the FBI. Uh, the report also rebuked former Attorney General Loretta Lynch for her handling of the federal investigation into Hillary Clinton's personal email service. I, I don't know why we turned it over to a country singer in the first place. Why was Loretta mm-hmm. Lynn the person to no, no, investigate no, no. this? That was that was stupid from the beginning. You're, I knew that wasn't going to work. Look, I don't want to, I don't want to correct you on the air, but you might have a detail wrong there. What detail? What are you talking about? Uh, it's it's a different it's a different person. What's a different? person? In fact, it's a different name. It's not Loretta Lynn. It's <laughs> it's not. Loretta, I know. I know. This is probably bad. It's timing not Loretta Lynn doing this on the air. I'm sorry, but it's not the country singer. It's like no. They, she did the that song that. Um, no, it's not. Okay. I think "Stand by Your Man" was her. Yeah, I wasn't don't, it? I, I, you know what? I haven't Googled this, so maybe I should just not. Yeah, maybe not say that because I might right. be wrong. It's yeah. happened before. I know. Many times. Uh, what's taking so long with the Inspector General's report on crooked Hillary and slippery James Comey? <laughs> Some of his little nicknames aren't as catchy as others, you know? <laughs> uh, that's what uh, President Trump tr- tweeted out the other day. Numerous delays. Hope report is not being changed and made weaker. There are so many horrible things to tell. The public <laughs> has the right to know. Transparency! Exclamation point. Oh, he loves his exclamation marks, man. <laughs> Crooked Hillary and slippery James Comey. Uh, Making matters worse for Comey is the fact that disgraced former FBI director Andrew McCabe is now seeking immunity uh, from federal prosecutors and will probably testify. So, this could get pretty interesting. Kind of uh, another, another great little soap opera to follow. Here. Oh, because we don't have enough of those. No, there's we just need not some, enough drama. We need some entertainment in politics. Need a little bit of drama. Yeah. <laughs> also, I love this call that uh, the president apparently made to uh, Justin Trudeau, the uh, prime minister of Canada. I guess it got a little testy between the two of them because of the the trade war that's going on, the tariffs. Uh, Canada doesn't like it. And sometimes, apparently, during the course of... <laughs> During the course of the call, oh, no. the president asked him, didn't you guys burn down the White House once? Oh, right. <laughs> can't possibly have said that, can he? I, really? You, you don't know, know that was the British? I'm thinking probably <clears throat> didn't say that. <clears throat> didn't, you, didn't you guys burn down the White House once? Uh, that would have been the uh, the British. Um, so, so. Uh, kind of a problem. Yeah. We almost got Canada in that, but yeah. Well, I mean, we did we did attack Canada a few mm-hmm. times, and it didn't really go well. That was back our in bad. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, 
Never mind. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, Benedict Arnold was one of the one of the generals that was sent up there, and uh, uh, things did not go well. Mm-hmm. Um. When asked if the comment was received as a joke, one source on the call said to the degree one can ever take what is said as a joke, the impact on Canada and ultimately on workers in the U.S. won't be a laughing matter. <laughs> you do kind of wonder, though, if he did say it, did he, he said it, did he say it as a joke? No. Trying to lighten the mood. You, I, don't, you don't buy that? I don't. Okay. I'm just, <clears throat> no. Why do, you, why do you hate the president? What, what is your deal? Why do you hate Donald Trump? I think Trump? it's a general hatred for everyone. Oh, okay. And he's just a part of everyone. Yeah, I'm sensing some of that. Okay. All right. I can accept that. Mm-hmm. Also, after uh, months of circling President Donald Trump during uh, NFL depositions and discovery, Colin Kaepernick's lawyers are expected to force Trump directly into the ongoing legal battle. This, okay. is, this okay. is so bizarre. See why I hate everyone? This is so bizarre. This is stupid. Kaepernick's legal team is expected to seek federal subpoenas to compel testimony from the president. On the NFL situation, what do you know about the NFL not hiring Colin Kaepernick? Are you kidding me? Get a grip. This is out of control. So they're going to, apparently they're going to compel Trump, Pence, and other officials familiar with the president's agenda on protesting NFL players. Uh, I mean, that's just asinine. The aim will be a dive into the administration's political involvement with the NFL during Kaepernick's free agency and the league's handling of player protests. Kaepernick could be with an NFL team right now. He could be with the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Seattle Seahawks said, look, we, you know, yeah, you could be our backup. Uh, we wouldn't mind having you here. But we don't want the protest thing. So if you agreed not to do the protest thing, uh, come work for us. He said no. He wasn't willing to do that. Seriously. (laughs) If your stupid protest is more important to you than making millions of dollars a year and having a job, can't help you, man. I mean, think about the whole... And you don't deserve a job. It has gone from... This is out of control. From the NFL litting it, letting this little this little spark mm-hmm. grow into a wildfire that is now going to try to compel the president of the United States to testify or to be deposed. Uh, I'm sorry, it's madness. Did the president use any kind of federal power or government power or influence to to influence the of NFL owner? Of course not. Absolutely not. I, I, I mean, it's to asinine to even propose that. You want to see the influence he had? Look at his personal personal twitter account yeah that's that's where it ends okay stop also donald trump has not gotten along with the nfl almost his whole life that's true come on that is true i mean let's go back to 1984 (laughs) when he was involved with the usfl he owned the uh new jersey generals Mm -hmm. uh he got uh herschel walker in the league they uh he wanted to go right up against the NFL because he didn't want to be a second-rate league. And he considered playing in the spring to be second-rate. And it drove him out out of his mind. So while they were doing okay in the spring, you know, they had some some fans. They had some followers. They were making a little money. They were doing okay. Those games were on at my house. They ha- yeah, they had, I mean, they had a TV contract. People were watching it. You know, it might have been 
not much more than a curiosity, but people watched it. And they did have some legitimate... They had Steve Young, uh, who turned out to be an NFL Hall of Famer. They had Herschel Walker, one of the... You know, one of the greatest college football players of all time. Did Warren Moon play in the... Uh, Warren Moon. Yeah. I think they did, yeah. I think he played for Los Angeles, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. I'm finding out. Uh, they might have... Didn't they have uh, uh, Doug Flutie, too, at the very beginning? Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of really good collegiate players. And Donald Trump owned a team, and he had, a, he had it in for the NFL because the NFL dominated, and he couldn't do anything about it. And in fact, he said, we're going to move right up against the NFL because he thought that they could beat the NFL in the fall. Well, I mean, please. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Donald Trump has had more success going up against North Korea than he has. Yeah, he has. With the NFL. But uh, housekeeping, yeah. uh, Warren Moon played in the Canadian Football League. But yeah, Foodie, he played can- Canadian. Foodie played in both, Canadian okay. and New Jersey Generals. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, New Jersey Generals? He yeah. even played for Trump. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> Very cool. So... I mean, he's he doesn't like the NFL, and I don't think the NFL likes him, and they're not going to listen to, you know, hey, I don't want you guys uh, hiring this Colin Kaepernick because he kneels for the... They're not going to listen to that. They don't have to. There's no reason to. That is it's just ridiculous. And he's got to know that there are people like the Eagles owner. What is it? Jeffrey Lurie, is that right? Um, yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of liberals in the NFL that would, yeah. if he tried to even have an an ounce of influence on that league, they'd be all over him. They would be making that public immediately. Yep. <laughs> ridiculous. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Speaking of ridiculous, uh, Rudy Giuliani is uh, a guy's everywhere. <laughs> he loves the spotlight at least as much as Donald Trump. Either does. Either that, or he's getting these assignments from Trump as penance time. Yeah, right? maybe. <laughs> But um, he was talking about Stormy Daniels, um, this is interesting, saying some things that just aren't politically correct, I guess, about a person who is a porn star. Uh, Here's what uh, Giuliani had to say about Stormy Daniels. But we hear uh, women like Stormy Daniels. Oh, very, very credible source. Stormy, (laughs) uh, Stormy, the porn star. You know, every porn person can't be a star. I never heard of her before. Now, I don't really look at porn. Please get that down. I don't look at porn. <laughs> but I would say that the de- that's about the same credibility as her lawyer, who, get, who basically got thrown out of the case. I don't trust, I don't believe Stormy Daniels. You know, we can often... Uh, I don't uh, believe her. I don't know. Sue me, Stormy. I don't believe you. Excuse me, but when you look at Stormy Daniels, uh, I know Donald Trump. And let's look respect at his, her. Look at his three wives, right? Beautiful women, classy women, women of great substance. Stormy Daniels. So, I think she We have that. to respect on this stage every woman. Yes, I respect porn stars. <laughs> Don't you respect porn stars? Or do you think I that respect- porn stars desecrate women? Mm. Do you think that porn stars don't respect women mm. and mm. therefore mm. sell their bodies? Wow. So, yes, I respect all human beings. I even have to respect, you know, criminals. But I'm sorry, I don't respect a porn star the way I respect a career woman or a woman of substance or a woman who has mm. great respect for herself as a woman and as a person and isn't going to sell her body for sexual exploitation. So, Stormy, you want to bring a case? Let me cross-examine you. 
uh, it's pretty strong <laughs> words there for uh, porn star Stormy Daniels, and especially when somebody's saying we have to respect who's what is that forum that he's attending? Who is the person that tells him they got to he's got to respect all women? Let's see. Uh, including, apparently, porn stars. This was some event in Tel Aviv. Okay, yeah. So uh, they're telling him in Tel Aviv that he's got to respect this porn star. And he actually says he, he, he doesn't respect her because of her career as a porn star. So uh, Rudy continues to uh, cause controversy wherever he goes. 888 uh, Summer is here. And Flag Day is a week from today. Yeah. So there's no better time than right now to get a new flag for summer from CollinsFlags.com. It's a family-owned and operated business. They've been in business since 2001. All their American and military flags are made right here in America. They have the highest quality flags, too. And whatever flag you'd want. Um, as I mentioned, American and, and military flags, plus state flags. So if you live in Texas, I know you want to fly a, a Texas flag with the American flag. You might even want to do that in other states. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but they also have your favorite sports team. Whatever sports team you like, they've got a flag that you can fly uh, proudly on game day. All orders ship within 24 hours. And shipping's free on orders over $75. Right now... They have a special offer for you, our Blaze listeners. If you use the promo code Blaze, you'll get an extra 15% discount. Promo code Blaze to get 15% off your order, plus free shipping on all orders over $75. And there's a social media promotion going on right now. You got a chance to win a free American flag. Post your best flag picture on social media. Use the hashtag MyFlagDisplay2018. MyFlagDisplay2018. CollinsFlags.com, or if you'd rather call, you can do that, 800-950-4061. It's CollinsFlags.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is uh, Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, they're going to actually apparently depose uh, Donald Trump on the NFL kneeling thing, which is just ludicrous. I mean, it's it's ludicrous. Uh, but what I like is that a couple of NFL Hall of Famers just talked about this on uh, on local Dallas TV. Deion Sanders and Brian Urlacher. We're in town. Well, Dion's almost always in town because he lives here. But <laughs> yeah. uh, Brian Urlacher was with him, and they were uh, they they were asked about the kneeling controversy. And uh, here's what they had to say: I like the policy. If you want to go out for the anthem, you have that option. If you don't want to go out for the anthem and stand, then you don't have to do that either. Let's just play ball, man. That's all the fans want to see. They want to see you get on the field and give it your all. 
Both Sanders and Erlacher say the issue has become a distraction for the game, but they encourage players who feel passionate about racial injustice to do more than just take a knee. Get educated on just why you're kneeling or get educated on why you're taking a stand. You just got to get educated and don't just do it because the cameras are there to capture you. Go out in your communities, do something about Thank it. You. you know, back up what you're doing on the field. Yeah. that I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. You could tell. Uh, neither one of them want the, n- nobody wants the fallout from this. They don't want to hear from their, you know, the guys that are in the NFL right now who are saying, you don't understand what this is about. How can you turn your back on us? How can you? But Deion Sanders, uh, clearly, just play football, man. That's the answer right there. Just play football, will you please? And I love at the end that my favorite thing is get educated. (laughs) Because obviously he knows, like we do, most of these guys don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. They're, they go off on this uh, Black Lives Matter tangent. And Black Lives Matter uh, was set up on many, many falsehoods. Are there some instances where uh, white cops have shot uh, black people who didn't have a gun, weren't armed? Uh, maybe it wasn't, it wasn't justified? Yes, uh, it's happened. But it's happened with white people, too. And it's happened more times with white people i mean it just they're human it's gonna happen it doesn't mean it's racially motivated and when you look into the names that they always throw out they love to get on a microphone and and just start saying names of black men who have been killed by police yeah some of them were armed and shooting at the cops (laughs) or in the case of you know, the the Ferguson event, he, he came at the cop and beat on him. Yeah. And then he was running at him again. That narrative was complete fiction. That was the, that gave rise to the hands up, don't shoot, which was a total lie. It just didn't happen. It was a complete fiction. And that is according <clears throat> to numerous black witnesses that saw it happening. Yeah, not, not only the black witnesses, but do you remember that uh, the Justice Department <laughs> actually <laughs> sent federal agents down to uh, St. Louis and Ferguson and they investigated, and what they find? Uh, they found in favor of the police department that, that nothing went wrong, mm-hmm. that they did not, it wasn't racially motivated. There was no hands, hands up, don't shoot moment. You know, and that was the Eric Holder Justice Department. Insane. Just absolutely insane. So, yeah, get educated. That would be great. If you knew what you were talking about, that would be fantastic. So, uh, Nice to hear from a couple of Hall of Famers who apparently have some sense. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. But that's kind of where the sense ends, uh, as far as the show is concerned, because um, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, the CBC, run by the Canadian government, just produced a nice little video. I think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, it's promoting Gay Pride Month, and children. Children were asked a series of questions dealing with sexual diversity uh, and what it means to come out of the closet and if the kids consider themselves gay allies. This is just wonderful. Uh, TV host Jesse Cruikshank uh, tells the kids, Happy Pride, everybody. <laughs> and here's a, here's a look at the little video they produced with children. Happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. 
gay pride means? It means where like all the gay people, transgender, lesbian, bisexual people gather up and celebrate. That's absolutely right. It's a celebration of sexual diversity. So I'm not gay, but I'm a gay ally. Are you gay allies? Definitely. Great answer. What does it mean to come out of the closet? When you come out of the closet, it means like when you're playing hide and seek and you're hiding in the closet and then someone finds you and oh then my you gosh. have to come out of the closet. And Can we stop this for a second? Makes sense. How tragic is that? That you've got this precious little girl, this innocent little girl that thinks coming out of the closet was when you're playing hide and seek. That's just crushing. And here they are to tell her, no, honey, that's not what it is. Uh, so... Actually, she kind of says that's interesting or, I don't know, gives her some nonsensical uh, response. But then she'll, she'll, I'm sure, share what coming out of the closet Poof. is. Poof. There goes childhoods right there. Poof. Yeah. Don't let them be kids. Don't let them be innocent. Let's fill them full of your indoctrination right now. All right. Let's see the rest of this. You're hiding in the closet, and then someone finds you, and then you have to come out of the closet, and you have to be it. Makes sense. <sighs> what do you think about gay marriage? I just think it's normal marriage. Right. My auntie, I know who, I know that she's gay. She hasn't married yet, I'm just wondering if I'm going to be her flower girl. And you know what? When you find out that your auntie is going to marry a woman, and your number one concern is if you're going to be the flower girl... You have your priorities straight. Do you think it would be cool to have two moms? Yes. If the house is full of girls and there's no boys in sight. Yeah. You'll have to flush the toilet for the boys. So many advantages. What would it be like to have two dads? It would be crazy. It depends on... It depends on how their personality is. If they're a party animal, then it would be obviously crazy. Any parent who's a party animal would be crazy. Yeah. Can you name any gay celebrities? Ellen DeGeneres. Uh-huh. What about Neil Patrick Harris? Who's that? Do we know Ricky Martin? No. Ricky Martin is a singer. And now he's a gay icon. A gay icon is someone who's revered by the gay community. Lady Gaga? Yes. Anderson Cooper? I might have heard of him. Jodie Foster? I've heard of him. I crossed my fingers. I'm not lying. Oh. Um, Jodie Foster is a woman, and she made me question my sexuality when I was a child because I liked her so much. Oh. And she was nude in the film now. Not that I remember watching it several times as a child. Wow. Gosh. Guys, I'm so impressed with you. Remember, what are we to the gay community? We are... Gay icons. Sure. I'm an ally. Maybe I could be an icon. I mean, everybody <laughs> should aspire to grow up and be a gay icon. So That's what Pride Day is all about. You're right. See you at Pride, everybody. I, I mean, I, I don't even... How do you live with yourself if you're the Canadian Broadcast Corporation? How do you live with yourself? These are little children, and you're teaching them about sexuality. And you're, I mean, you're not teaching them. You're indoctrinating them. Who are you to tell these kids all of uh, your thoughts and your opinions on gay pride and whether or not they should aspire to be gay allies, whether or not they should aspire to be gay icons? 
I, that's, I mean, that is despicable. That's absolutely despicable. Good luck, Canada. Uh, <laughs> if this was produced by the American government, of course, I don't know. Maybe it'd be fine now. Maybe it'd be fine. <laughs> yes. It probably would, in fact. And, and if you say anything about it, uh, you're a homophobe and a hater. And, uh, and you don't deserve to have a job. So I guess we should all aspire, right, to be gay allies and... And gay icons. Ooh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it just—we've gone so far beyond tolerance, haven't we? I, is this icon. tolerance? Yeah, I want to be a gay icon. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I've made the decision today. <laughs> it's a good decision. Thank you. Good decision. Are you affirming Keith? that? Yes. Thank you. Good decision. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Remember, everybody should aspire to be a gay icon. Yeah, they should. Uh, that's according to the CBC video they produced with children. Maybe as young as, I don't know, what were they, five, six? Yeah. Probably as young as five years old. So sad. As of uh, yesterday, the video had been viewed 1.4 million times. Crookshank noted on Facebook that most people loved it. Tells you where we are in our society. Others are angry and or praying for me. She says, I believe in education and tolerance and celebration of diversity. Well, that's fine. I don't give a crap what you believe. You can believe whatever you want. You can you can believe in fairies if you want to. I don't care. What you can't do is indoctrinate children. That's where I draw the line. You can't be indoctrinating our kids like this. How about you leave any sexual discussion to their parents? How about that? One commenter said the video is the most disgusting display of agenda agenda pushing I have ever seen. These are children for crying out loud. This is not an issue they need to be presented with at such an age. Let them live out their childhoods in peace. How about spending some more time raising children to know how to be productive members of society, how to interact properly with others? Stop using them as pawns in your games. That's that's really well put. Mm-hmm. Another warn, do not try to indoctrinate our children. And no, I'm an atheist. I'm not a religious fanatic. I just know the difference between right and wrong. But then, of course, there was pushback against those who didn't like the video. Dear haters, please note that the kids are not discussing sex. They're discussing sexuality, which they shouldn't be doing. This is that's obviously a person without a child. Uh, they're being introduced to respectful terminology and love for all people. No, it, it, that's way beyond that. And see, that's the deal. That's why this has gone too far. We were asked to for tolerance, weren't we? Isn't isn't that what this was supposedly all about? Yeah. With uh, the LGBTQIA. Yeah, it just started off, just treat us as your equal. Just treat us like a typical American, just like you. You got that. You can't be fired because you're gay. 
You can't be discriminated against in any way because you're gay. We can't call you names and we don't want to. It's great. I don't care what you're doing in your, in your bedroom. I, I don't want to know about it. Don't bug me in mine. I won't bother you in yours. Okay? That seems simple enough. But it's gone so far beyond that that now you can't believe a certain thing or you cannot have a job. You can't be employed. If you don't believe that what they're doing is perfectly fine and completely acceptable in every way, uh, then, sorry, there's no place for you in our society. There's just no place for you. We, we can't have uh, your mindset at all. And we're going to tell your children uh, that uh, they can't think that way either. We're going to protect them from you and your hateful homophobia. I mean, this has gotten ridiculous. So it went from just treat us as equals <clears throat> to accept it as okay mm-hmm. To you're going to be ostracized if you don't toe the line mm-hmm. on everything we say. And now you need to promote to, our lifestyle. Now you need to promote it. And now it's almost to the point where you need to be this lifestyle. <laughs> right. If you're not this lifestyle, you're living an inferior one, and uh, you need to be eliminated. <laughs> we, need to, we need to re-educate you. Like, it is literally to that point. Yeah. We need, we need gay re-education camps. Apparently, because for those of us who don't live that lifestyle, we need to be Uh, that. I mean, that's where it is. And it's not we we, we say that it's not tongue in cheek anymore. Nothing is tongue in cheek anymore because everything seems to be within the realm of reality or possibility. Now, it's it's this society is so out of control in so many ways. Mm-hmm. We don't know when we wake up the next day, what's the new norm going to be today? I don't know. I Ask me in five hours because it'll be probably different. Look at this CrossFit uh, executive that was just fired. CrossFit fired Russell Berger, who is uh, the sports fitness company's chief knowledge officer and de facto spokesman. Fired him yesterday um, after he, well, I'll, I won't tell you at this point exactly what he did. But here's what happened. An Indianapolis CrossFit gym canceled a coach-planned LGBTQ event that was to be held this week. The special event was planned by coaches in support of Indy Pride Week. So everything's Pride Week. Everything's Pride Week, Pride Month, Pride this, Pride that. It's all gay pride stuff. And if your business doesn't host a gay pride event, we need to drum you out of business. Sorry. Well, we're not sorry, because you're a hater if you don't have a gay pride event, and you deserve to be drummed out of business. So, the Indianapolis franchise canceled the event. How dare they? Because the owners of the gym value health and wellness, and they believe that this event does not. (gasps) How dare you hate mongers, monger in hatred like this? You homophobes who are... Phobias of home, Moe's. <laughs> Sapiens. <laughs> We're, you're afraid of everything, apparently. They're, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a further statement from the franchise explained their decision to cancel the event. Uh, the event. They say, Our underlying goal for the staff and members at CrossFit Infiltrate and our other gyms, CrossFit White River and University Avenue CrossFit, is total health 
and well-being for the individual and the community. Total health involves the body, the emotions, relationships, and the spirit. At the foundational detractor from health, as we believe God sets the parameters for, is pride. They're not even saying anything about the sexuality involved here. They're talking about pride, which we are also told in the Bible is a sin. Now, you can't, you can't no. believe in the Bible anymore. No. If you do, you better keep it to yourself, and yeah. you better keep it within the walls of your church or synagogue. Yeah, and if, yeah, if you <clears throat> use God as a justification for any belief... Look out. <laughs> you're done. Goodbye. They, they went further. We believe that true health forever can only be found within humility, not pride. I mean, this is so tame and so reasonable. Humility is seeing oneself as they truly are and as God truly defines them to be. As a business, we will choose to deploy our resources toward those efforts and causes that line up with our own values and beliefs. Okay, so they decided not to hold the pride event at their gym. Well, they got immense backlash. I mean, you can't even... So you must promote the lifestyle. You have to. So the, the gym released a second statement. The unfortunate line that is being read about the gym grossly misrepresents what CrossFit Infiltrate stands for and what it believes. The majority of the reviews and statements being read about the gym largely point out that Infiltrate's community has been credible and welcoming. And that the decision not to host an indie pride event was the reason is the reason we're being called bigots or discriminative. However, the history of the gym speaks for itself and for the position we take in this divisive atmosphere. CrossFit infiltrate welcomes, serves, and prioritizes training people to be fit and functional in body, mind, and spirit. It never has and never will be anything but welcoming to all human beings who live, move, and breathe in God's world. Okay, so they they had to say, okay, we welcome everybody, we'll train everybody, we're just not doing this particular event. <clears throat> not enough, sorry. The uh, backlash continued to the point where it shut down the franchise. It shut down their business. They posted a uh, a tweet on Twitter that said CrossFit Infiltrate has determined it can no longer operate its business at this location. Done. They're done in business. Because you couldn't host a gay pride event? And because you you mentioned the pride aspect, not the gay aspect, but that was still too hateful and too ugly for... Uh, <laughs> I can't. I, I just... I just... Right? So, <clears throat> then... One of the executives of the uh, of the parent company of CrossFit shared a tweet that uh, praised the Indianapolis franchise for canceling the event. The event. Here's what he said: As someone who personally believes celebrating pride is a sin, <clears throat> I'd like to personally encourage CrossFit Infiltrate for standing by their convictions and refusing to host an Indie Pride workout. He added, and tell me if this isn't absolutely right on the money, the intolerance 
of the LGBTQ ideology toward any alternative view is mind-blowing. The tactics of some in the LGBTQ uh, movement toward dissent is an existential threat to freedom of expression. It's exactly right. The lack of tolerance for disagreement, which has been replaced with bullying Twitter mobs, promising consequences, should be a concern regardless of your political stance. Uh, yes. Uh, brilliantly put. Thoughtful. Not hateful. It's just like, hey, uh, can't they believe certain things? They can't believe in the Bible anymore and say it? Come on. Okay, it's some somebody here is squashing uh, points of view, but it's not uh, it's not the CrossFit. It is the LGBTQ community, and he's dead on. So effective immediately, Russell Berger has been placed on unpaid leave while management completes a thorough review. A thorough review of what? His tweet. Where he called for people to, hey, leave him alone. Can we be understanding here? This has gotten out of control. Then there was another tweet from the company that explained that uh, CrossFit is a diverse community in every way, and that makes us strong. No matter who you are, how you're built, what you believe, or who or how you love, we're proud of you. Well, not exactly, because you just said no matter who you are or what you believe. <laughs> Uh, it's, unless you believe differently from the gay agenda, of course, then we don't stand by you. Then <laughs> you're a douchebag, yeah. and uh, we want nothing more to do with you, and you're fired, and he was. Seems reasonable. Set out another tweet that said, Russell Berger has been terminated. The statements made today by Russell Berger do not reflect the views of CrossFit, Inc. For this reason, employment with his employment with CrossFit has been terminated. Well, wait, I thought you said... No matter what you believe, um, you're proud. <laughs> uh, no. No. Not if what you believe is contrary to what the LGBTQIA plus community believes. Why then, you're a piece of crap and you can't be heard and we've got no place in society for you. Okay? 888 Let me tell you about a great <clears throat> product. We're talking about this CrossFit health uh, agenda here. Um, here's an, another little aspect of eating properly, which I frankly don't and never have. Trying to do better though. And that's why I use Field of Greens from Burkhouse Nutrition every day because it gives me a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables that are pre and probiotic that boost my immune system, has antioxidant power, and it's not extracted from anything. It's actual real food. All you have to do to get a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables is put one scoop of Field of Greens into eight ounces of water or a shake or a smoothie. And it's really easy. It tastes great. And you're going to feel better during the course of the day. And you're going to feel better in the long run. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. You'll get 10% off a month's supply if you use the offer code PAT. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Gray. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. These stories, I just, I can't believe what's happened here. I really can't believe what's happened. You know, a couple of years ago, this was before the Supreme Court ruled in favor of same-sex marriage. Uh, but there was a there was a really militant um, lesbian activist that said, uh, you know, the goal really wasn't same-sex marriage. The goal was to eliminate traditional marriage. And I it really hit me. I thought, wow, that's uh, strange. Why? Why are why are you doing that? Well, because it, I I think they don't want anybody to be different from them. The most militant in this movement, I think, believe in the supremacy of their sexual preference. It's not that uh, we're haters or homophobes. It's that they despise us. At least some of the more militant in this movement. And it's becoming more and more obvious all the time. With people being swept out of jobs, swept out of their lives, everything's being turned upside down if you just don't fall in lockstep with everything they're saying. It's gotten to the point where you can't believe the Bible anymore. It's gotten to the point where they don't want just your tolerance. They want your promotion. They want to take away your lifestyle and rewrite it with theirs. And I, I'm sorry, that's just, uh, no. <laughs> no. It's gone beyond they want your tolerance. Oh, oh they want way you. beyond. They want you in the movement at this point. Way like, beyond. They want you in their movement as one of them, 100%. I mean, if you say, I, for, this, for this man who was at CrossFit and was an executive of the parent company, for him to say just this, the intolerance of the LGBTQ ideology toward any alternative view is mind-blowing. Well, it is. It is. You can't say that? No. Um, he's fired. And who's, gonna, who's going to hire the guy? Because when the name Russell Berger comes up now, and for any job, anywhere, you know what's going to happen is they're going to boycott that company uh, who is about to hire him. <laughs> I just... This guy may not work again. I, I hope he made an awful lot of money uh, in his position up until this point because he just may never have uh, he may never have a job again. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, let's go to Larry in in New Mexico. Hey, Larry, you're on the blaze. Good afternoon, Pat. Hey. Uh, yeah, I'm Larry from New Mexico. Um, First off, I uh, would like to make the point that I'm a proud alumnus of um, restoring honor, uh, restoring unity, never again is now, and man in the moon. Um, you made it to all those. Also, I am That's a great. eight-year-old gay man, and I've been listening to uh, what you've been talking about with the uh, gay indoctrination of the, the Canadian children. Yeah. Um, which I, even as a gay man, I'm appalled by it. Um, uh, back growing up in the 60s and, and 70s, um, I was pretty sheltered and naive uh, by the standards of, of those days about sex and everything. And I was extremely uh, sheltered, naive about uh, uh, sex and sexual matters now. 
And I look at this, the innocence of my youth as something sacred and something that cannot be taken away from me. Right. And I'm, I'm, I just find it abhorrent the way uh, children uh, are being um, sexualized at such a young age about any kind of sexualization. Um, uh, I think that a lot of these uh, militant uh, gay activists are insecure about their sexuality and, and they got to be in your face and everything. Yeah. Um, me, I've always been comfortable with my sexual sexuality. Um, cause I don't feel a need to have to thrust uh, my, my sexual orientation on other people. Um, <laughs> Because I'm comfortable with who I am. I don't need to, to right. just be in your face. And uh, um, I think uh, a lot of this uh, extreme militant uh, gay activism is uh, born out of uh, gays who are, are frankly, uh, to at least some extent, uh, unsexual, you know, unhappy with their sexual orientation. You might be right. And your voice is such an important one because, you know, you can't be swept out of your position because you are... You know, you're in that lifestyle. So uh, it's like all the false accusations of racism. When a black person stands up and says, stop it, it means so much more than white people saying the same thing. Just as you saying this in this case uh, means a lot more than than me saying it. Uh, It carries a lot of weight. Appreciate your speaking up. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate the call. Um, That's it's amazing. But they've. You know, Glenn keeps saying that the left is overplaying their hand. And I don't I don't know that we get a we see a lot of evidence of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we keep seeing decent people, or at least people who seem pretty decent and don't seem to have committed any grievous sin that that warrants them being swept out of their jobs. <clears throat> we we don't see any evidence of them staying in their jobs anymore, but if they keep doing this kind of stuff and people like Larry from New Mexico uh, stand up and say, okay, that's enough. Okay, the indoctrination of children, let them be innocent. And if their parents want to teach them about sexuality, let their parents do it. The Canadian Broadcast Corporation has no business doing that. When good people, reasonable people start standing up and saying, look, you've gone way too far, then I'll believe that they've overplayed their hand. But so far, it just, uh, man, this is a scorched earth situation that they're just burning everything down. Yeah, I, I'm i seething over here because, you know, you can spend your time coming after me and, you know, trying to educate me and all this stuff. But now we're in a different realm where we are taking the children and we are... Mm-hmm pulverizing any semblance of an innocence yeah, of look a at childhood. This, the, the little girl who was, I don't know, five or six, when she was asked, do you know what it means to come out of the closet? Yeah, it means when you're playing hide and seek, and hide and go seek. And, and you, I mean, that is heartbreaking I mean, that you're just squashing that innocence for her. Put, put a straight man in the chair where that woman was. And he's saying, "Hey, let me tell you. Let me let me explain men and women, and and oh, I mean, seriously, yeah. yeah, you'd be okay with that, and teach them about heterosexual yeah. he- heterosexuality. Either way, just leave them alone. Leave them, <laughs> leave them al- alone. Leave the kids alone, please. Ah, just these little cherubs. And uh, yeah, we're just going to sweep all that aside. Don't worry about that, because we know better. 
And again, that's the thing, right? Uh, progressives and the mm-hmm. left, they know better than the rest of us. They're smarter than the rest of us. They're better than the rest of us. We've got to stand up and say, uh, okay, enough is enough. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. I am on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Oh, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Snarky McSnark face, Snarky McSnarky face Q10 says, let the NFL players protest and sit out for games this season. Saves the owners money and player salaries and will shorten lines at the stadium bathrooms for the three fans that still show up for the games. Uh, from Triple Americano. Uh, how is talking to children about watching naked Jodie Foster appropriate? These people are so messed up. Indeed. And uh, Huckle Barry John tweets, It is so sad the damage we're doing to our kids. They already despise themselves if they're white, especially white males. Now they're going to despise themselves because they aren't homosexual? Why is our mentality, if you're not marginalized, you're not cool? It certainly has become that. If you missed it, we should play this again. The uh, CBC, Canadian Broadcast Corporation, did this inexplicable video with little kids, small children, these sweet, innocent little children. Now, some of, some of them clearly had already heard plenty mm-hmm. of gay agenda indoctrination. One or two of them uh, are sitting around the table already were pretty well versed, but that's fine if that's what their parents decide to do okay uh it doesn't matter whether i agree with it or not they're your kids so whatever but the others had no idea and so this jesse crookshank who has a seething agenda here and wants to indoctrinate these kids about gay pride uh take a look at this again Happy Pride, everybody! Happy Pride! Who here knows what gay pride means? It means where, like, all the gay people, transgender, lesbian, bisexual people gather up and celebrate. That's absolutely right. It's a celebration of sexual diversity. So I'm not gay, but I'm a gay ally. Are you gay allies? Definitely. Great answer. What does it it mean to come out of the closet? When you come out of the closet, it means like when you're playing hide and seek and you're hiding in the closet and then someone finds you and Mm. then you have to come out of the closet and you have to be it. Makes sense. Adorable. What do you think about gay marriage? I just think it's normal marriage. Right. My auntie, I know who, I know that she's gay. She hasn't married yet. I'm just wondering. I am going to be her flower girl. And you know what? When you find out that your auntie is going to marry a woman and your number one concern is if you're going to be the flower girl, you have your priorities straight. Woo! 
Do you think Does it would she? be cool to have two moms? Yes. If the house is full of girls and there's no boys in sight. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to flush the toilet for the boys. So many advantages. What would it be like to have two dads? It would be crazy. It depends on it depends on how their personality is. If they're a party animal, then it would be obviously crazy. Any yeah. parent who's a party animal would be crazy. Yeah. Can you name any gay celebrities? Ellen DeGeneres. Uh-huh. What about Neil Patrick Harris? Who's that? Do we know Ricky Martin? No. Ricky Martin is a singer, and now he's a gay icon. A gay icon is someone who's revered by the gay community. Lady Gaga? Yes. Anderson Cooper? I might have heard of him. Jodie Foster? I've heard of him. I crossed my fingers. I'm not lying. Oh, um, Jodie Foster is a woman, and she made me question my sexuality when I was a child because I liked her so much. Oh. And okay. she was nude in the film Nell. Not that I remember watching it several times as a child. Oh, wow. okay. perfectly Guys, innocent. I'm so impressed with you. Remember, huh? what are we to the gay community? We are gay icons. Sure. I'm an ally. Maybe I could be an icon. I mean, everybody should aspire well, to grow up and be a gay icon. There you That's go. That's what Pride Day is everybody all about. Everybody should You're aspire right. to be See gay. See Pride, everybody. Oh, it's totally innocent. That's uh, perfectly fine. He's telling them they should all aspire to grow up and be gay hmm. and to become icons in the gay community. So it's wonderful. They look at that as appropriate. This lady asked those kids or talked to them about how she saw Jodie Foster nude, mm-hmm. question her sexuality, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So it's okay. Again, it's okay. just make sure we're okay with mm-hmm. a straight dude in there. Um, or or if, and let's just say, let's leave her there. Leave her there. Just say her saying, oh, I saw Tom Cruise nude once, and boy, I was... that. That's okay? That's appropriate? You know it wouldn't be. There's absolutely no way if that discussion was about heterosexuality. And you start throwing in things like, you know, that. Uh, everybody would be uh, up in arms. There's nobody who thinks that's okay. So why would this be? The fact is, it isn't. But you can't say that. Uh, you can't go against the agenda in any way. It is Again, it's gone so far beyond tolerance. It is, it is now acceptance, promotion, and even become us because it's a superior lifestyle. I mentioned the gay activist that was, they were having a panel discussion several years ago at one of these, you know, gay pride month celebrations. And this was prior to the Supreme Court ruling on gay marriage. And listen to a minute, about 69 seconds of incredible honesty from a very militant gay activist. I, um, I mean, I agree. It's a no-brainer that, uh, that we should have the right to marry. But uh, I also think equally that it's a no-brainer that the institution of marriage should not exist. So, Wait, uh, what? <laughs> that... And the cheers and applause. Yeah, the, gay, the marriage of... Uh, the, the institution of marriage should not exist. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Wait, wh- what? What? Are you, excuse me? That causes my brain some trouble, uh, hmm. and um, and part of it why it causes me trouble is because uh, fighting hmm. for gay marriage generally involves lying about what we're going to do with marriage when we get there. Oh, you know, because we lie that the institution uh-huh. of marriage is not going to change, <laughs> and that is a lie. 
the institution of marriage is going to change, and it should change. By the way, this is the very foundation of our opposition to uh, same-sex marriage. If any, anybody who was opposed to it back in the day, um, and certainly no one is now, because we, we all just changed our minds. But the thought was, you're not, you're not trying to just get equal rights for yourself. You're trying to eliminate the institution of marriage. You're breaking down a fundamental principle of our society. Being married, having children, starting a family, and the family unit being the very, the very cornerstone of civilization. So she's actually, she's actually exposing the militant agenda here. Um, and again, I, I don't think it should exist. Um, and, huh. um, really? I don't like uh, taking part hmm. in in creating fictions about about my life. That's sort of not what I had in mind when I came out 30 years ago. You know, um, I have three kids who have um, five parents, more or less. Uh, And I don't see why uh, they shouldn't have five parents legally. Mm -hmm. I don't see why we should choose two of those parents and make them into a sanctioned couple. Right, because uh, chaos would be great. And the non-traditionalness of all of this is great because anything that's traditional is bad and wrong and yesterday and we don't want anything to do with it anymore if it was traditional thinking if it was traditional uh staples of our society yeah those are gone we don't want anything to do with it now unbelievable mm-hmm. <laughs> is this happening today uh, for june gay pride 10th Kev- kevin just tweeted oh. this at pat unleashed so today's the seventh. What is it? Yeah, okay. So coming up what, so Monday Sunday. Or so? Sunday. Okay. Sunday. This is the the Cubs are giving away free rainbow hats to all fans attending the Pride Day event in June. It's so the, the Cubs logo uh, it, in the shade of in uh, the, rainbow the rainbow colors. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, so it's not just tolerance. It's not just hey, come to the ballpark and we don't care if you're gay or not is there a heterosexual color scheme no no, no and there's not a heterosexual day at uh no. at the cubs oh pat every day's either. heterosexual day uh-huh yeah i know gender I know. normative <laughs> this is not pleasant no it's i i mean when are we gonna wake up and realize okay this has gone way too far and while we don't want to discriminate against you in any way. Right. And I, I don't, again, I don't care what you're doing in your, in your bedroom. I don't care. But you've got to stop with your agenda here to eliminate any kind of uh, dissent. You can't eliminate the way I feel about that lifestyle. If I believe in the Bible, I believe in the Bible. And you can't take that from me. And you shouldn't be able to fire a person because of their belief in, belief in the Bible. Absolutely nobody is advocating for the right to be hostile. No one. Toward yeah, homosexuals. Right. Or discriminatory. Or anybody that's different, has a different sexuality, different sexual preference. That's not an option here for any of us that want to have a dialogue. And everything we talk about with this, uh, all of these stories indicate one thing, that the goal is not tolerance. It's acceptance and promotion and that any opposition or any 
any differing points of view have to be eliminated. Which is why, you know, the gay wedding cake thing was such a big deal. Because if you have to do a wedding cake for somebody and it's against your religious principles, well, then there's no freedom of religion anymore. There's no freedom of speech. There's no freedom of religion. I mean, you can't, you can't so much. That lesbian couple couldn't have just gone to another bakery said, hey, the guy down the street won't do it, so will you? Sure. And But that, again, that's not the agenda. The agenda isn't to be reasonable for all of us to get along. It's for all of us to feel the exact same way. This whole diversity bullcrap is just that. It's a smokescreen. They don't want any diversity. All they want is their point of view jammed into down the throats of our, the entire civilization. That's what they want. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Added Pat unleashed on Twitter. You know, losing weight can be a real struggle, and especially once you hit you know 45, 50, 55, 60, 65. Your body, your metabolism just slows down, and so it's it's harder. But there's help, and it's called Riduzone. So with proper nutrition, some diet, and exercise. <clears throat> Riduzone helps you lose weight, and then it also helps you keep it off. They, Riduzone took the good stuff in olive oil and created a patented product that contains OEA, which is the stuff that's been shown to boost your metabolism while reducing your appetite. Those two things are the real key. So if you've been struggling with this and you just can't get over the hump, try Riduzone today. Order it at Riduzone.com. And if you enter the promo code PAT, you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT, for 30% off a three-month supply. It's time to make it happen. Riduzone.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter where uh, Kyle writes, Sad the same people cheering NFL players' behavior on the job, which hurts their employer, support the firing of another employee for Twitter comments that weren't improper. First they came for fill in the blank. And I did nothing because I wasn't fill in the blank. And then they came for me. And there was no one to help. Uh, from Nicole, being PC is about pleasing people over speaking the truth, but speaking truth is usually kinder in the long run than the temporary appeasement of PC. Uh, Jules N. May says, tolerance and acceptance seems to, to mean a free pass for those who support the LGBTQIA plus community, but it's a muzzle for everybody who doesn't. We just talked about the Chicago Cubs and their Pride Night, which is uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. That's not entirely accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just one. That's one Pride Night. The, the other is August 26th. So not only are they having one Pride Night during uh, Gay Pride Month, but then there's another one August 26th, just because. What do you mean, just because? Just because. 
you know, it's another gay pride night, so come on in. So much pride, you have to. Yeah, spread you got to spread it around the whole summer. Okay. So it's not just the Cubs; it's uh, 24 Major League Baseball teams now host LGBTQIA Pride Nights uh, oh, this year. Boy. Um, from Boston to San Diego, I believe there's many of them to enjoy. Mm, let's see here. Uh, the Braves, your team. I don't know what you're talking about. June 22nd is their Pride Night. What you, about them? Uh, Miami, mm-hmm. New York Mets, Philadelphia Phillies, Washington Nationals. All of them have the entire NL East as a uh, Pride Night. So that's, that's wonderful. <sighs> huh. Uh, let's see the haters. Let's see the hateful, hate cities mm-hmm. who don't. Cause well, all of the NL It's a much shorter list. Central's covered. West is covered. East. Uh, AL West. The Houston Astros are, are, don't have oh, one I planned. Oh, I see. Yeah, none listed. And the Los Angeles Angels don't mm-hmm. have one Texas planned. Texas Rangers, none listed. Um, Cleveland Indians, none listed. Detroit Tigers, none listed. Hmm. And then you back on that other page, is New make York it Yankees. mandatory to attend the gay pride celebration Please at the baseball stop. park. stop. Don't give them ideas. Even, even if you don't like baseball, get your ass to the stadium and uh, celebrate gay pride with us. No, don't. Yes, I want you with, like, pride balloons I want the rainbow no, 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 signs. No, please. They're going to make this mandatory. See, it's gone from please treat us just <coughs> like you. Just treat us as equal. We, we don't ask for special preference. You know, we just want to be treated normal. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. That's totally cool. I got you. Got you back there. Now it's like, whew, celebrate it. Make yeah. sure we get our own special night. You yeah. don't want to be discriminated against, but you definitely, definitely want to be given preferential treatment. Um. I just which we said in the beginning. That's that's the agenda. The agenda here it isn't and never has been tolerance. That's not the deal. So now we're enjoying the fruits of that labor. This is good. Welcome to it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, Samantha B, who is pretty offensive, she apologized supposedly again last night for uh, hurling the c word at Ivanka Trump. Uh, interesting apology. Let's uh, take a look at what she had to say. Hi, I'm Samantha B. You know, Hi. a lot of people were offended and angry that I used an epithet to describe the mm-hmm. president's daughter and advisor last week. It is a word I have used on the show many times, hoping to reclaim <clears throat> it. This time, hoping I used it as an it. insult. I crossed the line, I regret it, and I do apologize for that. The problem is that many women have heard that word at the worst moments of their lives. A lot of them don't want that word reclaimed. They want it gone. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them. I don't want to inflict more pain on them. I want this show to be challenging, and I want it to be honest, but I never intended it to hurt anyone except Ted Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) Many men were also offended by my use of the word. I do not care about that. I, oh, this is a I good hate apology. that this distracted from more important issues. I hate that... I did something to contribute to the nightmare of 24-hour news cycles that we're mm. all white-knuckling through. I should have known that a potty-mouthed insult would be inherently more interesting to them than juvenile immigration this policy. This not an apology. I would do anything to help those kids. I hate that this would distracted you? from them, so to them, huh. I am also sorry. And look, if you are worried about the death of civility, don't sweat it. 
I'm a comedian. People who hone their voices in basement bars while yelling back at drunk hecklers are definitely not paragons of civility. I am. I'm really sorry that I said that word, but you know what? Civility. No, you're not. It's just nice words. Maybe we should all worry a little bit more about the niceness of our actions. Okay. Thanks for listening. The freaking lemmings in the in the audience. It just that kills me every time. So she uses the word to reclaim it. What a crock of crap that is. Who uses that word in their everyday life? I never hear (laughs) it. You know, that word and the N-word have virtually, other than from rap music and and black people who use it all the time, but among white people and among uh, the rest of society, neither of those words are ever uttered. They've become completely verboten. In society. You're not reclaiming it. That's not... There's no need to reclaim it because nobody's using it. (laughs) Unbelievable. And she hates that they worried about the vulgar word instead of the children. Really? You do anything for the children? I don't remember seeing you at the border when we were there delivering gifts and aid to the children at the border. I don't remember seeing Samantha be there at that time. (laughs) You might also want to educate yourself on this whole uh, children are being ripped out of the arms of their mothers at the border. A couple of things there. A lot of them showed up unattended. They were ripped from nobody's arms. And the ones who show up at the border and are in the arms of the, of the mother. Um, in the case of illegals, what happens is there's a... A, a federal law that states that when you take the, the, the adult into custody, the kids have to be turned over to child services so that they can be properly taken care of. So that U.S. law has existed for some time now. Nobody had a problem with it under Obama. Nobody mentioned it under Bush. They didn't care under Clinton. They didn't care about any of this stuff. The only reason they care is they think it's an opportunity to hammer Donald Trump. Why don't you educate yourself on what's going on on the border before you start this kind of nonsense? She has no idea uh, that the reason this is being so discussed now is because the Trump administration cares enough to check up and follow up with these kids and find out where they are and if they're doing okay. Hey, remember all those kids we put with sponsor families? Give them a call and see how they're doing. Well, some of them have been with foster families who are also illegal aliens, and they don't want to hear a phone call come from the federal government. They're not going to talk to you. Yeah, they'd rather receive a robocall like we discussed yesterday than get a call from the federal government. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, that would scare them, though, too, because they'd be told they were being taken under custody. Yeah, you don't is, want that. You don't want that. That's scary. By the local authorities? Yes, by the local authorities okay. in your area. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff there. I mean, this is so despicable. It, I, is. it just Samantha B is in that snarky little reprehensible ninety seconds of equivocation yeah. and deflection, and that was nothing like an apology. That didn't get anywhere near apologizing yeah. to Ivanka Trump. She never said, "I'm sorry, Mrs. Trump." It was a it was a bit, is so she could mm-hmm. hammer yeah. Ted Cruz, and so that she could continue to push her agenda. And again. She didn't lose her job over this. That's only a factor of the right. So the only people who have to worry 
about losing their livelihood when they say something, those are people on the right. If you're on the left, don't even worry about it. You don't have to. I mean, Joy Reid, still at MSNBC, despite all her despicable nonsense. Samantha B, still at TBS. Ah, there's no consequences there. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> it's just... It's an upside-down and inside-out world. And I, I guess we've known that for a while, so we're going to have to continue to, to deal with it. But, man, is it ever agonizing. Jeez. And all the equivocating and, and lying about feeling badly. And I'm just trying to reclaim that word. No, you're, you're just a reprehensible person yeah. who's incredibly vulgar and who came hat in hand to this very building Talking about establishing a dialogue mm-hmm. across the aisle. Hey, I really want to do better, and I I really want to reach out to the other side, and I really want to see how we can make our dialogue in this country much more pleasant and decent. Really? Really? Oh, you're doing a great job of it, Samantha B. Thanks. So disingenuous. Oh, she's just nothing but a despicable liar. Speaking of which, uh, Jeffy's next with uh, wow, chewing that, the fat. It was a professional yeah. segue mm-hmm. you just did right Thank there. Thank you. Just tying it all in. Mm-hmm. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Here to reclaim the word fatso is Jeffy Fisher. That's not necessarily the the word I was thinking about reclaiming, but we'll go ahead and go with that. We'll go ahead and go with that. I thought it was mine, to be honest. Well, you should reclaim it. You need to use it more and so that everybody knows that's your word. Okay, you're reclaiming it. Stop using it if if you're not Jeffy. Thank thank you. Right. Thank you. Or if you're not describing Jeffy. <clears throat> why would you? <laughs> I mean, if it's in context, you can use it. Right? Why? <laughs> so uh, a big couple of big things happening uh, today to mm-hmm. celebrate. Uh, it's National VCR Day. So what? man, you can celebrate that. National big. VCR Day. About forty years too late. It's also a National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. Uh, Keith. Oh, What's wow. up? What? What an egregious oversight this one is. What are we talking about? It's National Ice Cream, no, Chocolate National Ice Cream chocolate Day. Chocolate Ice so? Cream Day. Pat, what's your favorite ice what cream? Uh, Blue Bell Milk Chocolate Ice Cream. That's right. Yeah. Why would you finish saying that with Keith? I don't understand. I was waiting for you to say, hey, and by the way, here's your bowl of Blue Bell Chocolate Ice Cream. Here you go. There you go. That's that's, that's you I'll a, tell you what I'm going to take back. Chocolate ice cream. Is this whole pig rights thing with Keith is really? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Hashtag pig and rights. And now he's got his little he's got his little naming rights thing going on oh, with yeah, it. Yeah, he's got touching rights. Wait, we, this has got to end, Pat Gray. It's now gone look, too far. Now on Twitter they want it to be called Jeffy Junior. I went with Bill in honor of our 42nd president. Which would you prefer, Jeffy? You want it named after I don't know. you? I think I might want it named Fatso. Fatso. Fatso the pig. Okay, so it was named after you. Got it. 
All right. Next. End of the show yesterday, you uh, put up a screenshot of a Twitter uh, shot from uh, President Trump uh, talking about how much he loved his wife. Uh, but the video is actually how much the country so loved much better. Her. Well, no, 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 Pat. Hmm? No, you must, you must have heard it wrong. I uh, really, you must have heard it wrong. He was talking about his specific love for her because this video okay. is tremendous at the FEMA event. Where oh, I'm excited. He wants to. He wants to. He wants to. How much? How you can feel. Uh-huh. You feel the love. Feel the love coming Can from you President feel Trump. The love tonight. Well, I'd like to sort of maybe uh, say and pay some respects to some of the people here today. I have a list. Uh, of course, we have to start with our great first lady, so she made Melania. The Thank you, Melania. She, uh, she, did Patch, but she's doing great, and uh, we're very proud of her. She's done a fantastic job as first lady. The people love you. People of our country love you. <laughs> Anything missing there? It's, just, I mean, it's amazing. I, I know Trump fans get irritated if we say anything about him that's not glowing, but doesn't that seem like an awkward relationship? It certainly does. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. As I said yesterday, they, they might be hopelessly in love. And I hope they are. I hope they I, are, too. I hope too. they are, too. I mean, I really do. But every time I see them in public, there's something awkward about it. I really do. I hope they're madly in love and that Don yeah. just doesn't know I how do to too. profess his love for her. I got it. And maybe it's just an awkward situation because they're in public and they're, they're not demonstrative that way when they're in public. A lot of people don't like to show, you know, uh, affection for each other in public. Huh. And maybe really? they're... Maybe they're one of those couples. But I, I but he's know. already doing it in public. I mean, he had to go to the list mm-hmm. to tell us, be happy for his wife. And yeah, she made the list. Thank yeah. you. And we love you. She's done a great job as first lady. Can we and, get a still shot of the president sitting there, too? Because there's, there's another little aspect you can't help but notice. <laughs> Uh-oh. And that's his raccoon eyes. Because oh. when, he, he, when he, he does the spray booth? tan thing, he hit the booth? you know, he's yeah. got the goggles on. <laughs> and it leaves booth. that... It leaves a tan yeah, line around so his eyes. Yeah. They should really do something about well, that. Well, he probably hopped on it on the plane, so he just got off at the FEMA event. <laughs> Look at that. That's uh, interesting. Okay. Oh, oh, just, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you, get, you know, you hit the you hit you hit the box on the way to the FEMA event. Mm-hmm. Whoa, you don't have time to, <laughs> you don't have time to take care of it. I don't need the doc bell for hitting the box. What, whoa! I thought I was. Whoa! What are you talking about? I was going with something else there. So, can you imagine? I found. I realized today with this story that it's just fascinating to me. I can't stop thinking about it. It's been 25 years since the Heidi Fleiss arrest. How many? Do you remember Heidi Fleiss? Yeah. The Hollywood madam. The yeah. Black Book. Twenty. Yes. How, 25 years. And one of the big names then. in there was Charlie Sheen. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not so shocking she, anymore. She yeah. interviewed. Right. Well, she interviewed. She said the reason that his name actually got out is because when she was arrested, she had some uh, traveler's checks with his name on it in her purse. Whoa. That's the only reason that huh. his name got out of it. But she, you know, she lives <laughs> a, a fascinating story on her plans for the future and what she's been doing. And she's living in Nevada, in Pahrumpf, Art Bell Land. Oh, wow. Hmm. Living in Art Bell Land. But uh, they asked her about. Uh, uh, what she thought about the uh, Harvey Weinstein accusers mm-hmm. and uh, the Me Too movement. And I'm not going to be like Donna Karen and kill my career or like Pamela Anderson. They say it's the women's fault. I will never do that because, look, every girl has been sexually taken advantage of. I think he's disgusting and a pig. He handled this thing terribly. 
But some of it doesn't make sense to me, especially when they say, oh, it happened six times. That's weird. I think in certain instances, women slept with him in exchange for a part, and he kept his end of the bargain. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, That's dangerous territory. If you say anything... Uh, I know, but I mean, I... You know, against that movement, there's another movement. She's not wrong. That will just shut you down in your tracks. <laughs> I know. Has special I know. interest. Uh, it's just, it's so oppressive right now. And, oh my gosh. Uh, it's. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, did you talk about the? Uh, did you talk uh, earlier today about the story about the Indianapolis the the exercise place? Yes, I mean we've covered that extensively. Yeah, that I mean, is unbelievable, one. right? I mean we're wow. we're supposed to be so tolerant and so we need to be together, and we're not looking to uh, shut places down or quell people's voices. Oh, really? Really? Unless you disagree with our agenda, then we do want to shut. Yeah, you we down. absolutely do. It doesn't matter. It's absolutely agonizing. So, I don't know that I could do this. Good for this guy, I guess. Kansas man. Uh, By the way, thanks for listening to the show. You didn't know we covered that. Appreciate that. I'm sorry. I you barely you. even mentioned it, though. I mean, just like a brief little... <laughs> right. I'm sorry. We, we, only, we only spent an hour and a half on it, so I and then, I don't expect you to you know, hear everything on the show. <laughs> All right. You were saying... Uh, I know this comes as a surprise to you, but there are mm-hmm. other things that I take care of besides your little show. Well, I know you have to eat. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> the the app doesn't come in good down at the In and Out Burger. Okay. So, all right. I tried. I asked them, hey, guys, step up the Wi Fi a little bit in here. <laughs> Try no, to hear the show. I wouldn't. No. Uh, okay. All right. And, that's understandable. And I'm not leaving. I mean, I already ordered. If you're committed, <laughs> you'd have a better data plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this lady. Uh, Buy some lottery tickets. And she takes them into the little store to get them checked. And uh, Andy mm-hmm. Patel runs the numbers and says, uh, ran two of the tickets. And they, nope, they're not winners. And the lady forgot about the third one, sat it on the counter, and left the store. Oh, no. All right. So no, he runs the third stop. ticket, and it's a million-dollar winner. Oh, wow. See, no. Now, does huh. Jeff Fisher do what this man did? No. Jeff I Fisher. don't know. I'm sensing no. I don't know. This I mean, man called her back? I don't know. He knew who she was. Okay. She remembered her. He, she'd been in the store before. They lived in the surrounding neighborhood. Uh-huh. So he drives through the neighborhood trying to find them. Doesn't find them. Goes back to the store. Says, well, you know, maybe we'll just wait until they come in. Hopefully to we'll see him again. Says, nah, I got I to gotta find this. Drives back through the neighborhood again. Sees her son backing out of the driveway. Wow. Pulls up and says, hey, you know, you left that ticket on the counter. I ran it. It's a winner. <laughs> Million dollars. And, the, I mean, it was, you know, they were shaking and all, you know, freaking out. And, and he's got, you know, he was just saying, look, felt good to give it to him. Uh, oh, no. The praise we got back from when everyone for doing was really nice. They said it restored their faith in humanity. Didn't restore your wallet, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Why not you give him 20 bucks? That's nice, though. It is nice. Uh, apparently, uh, there was one uh, nice. report that some one of the Wich- some Wichita law firm gave him 1200 bucks reward for the good deed. So wait. I don't know what else. What do you do if you don't know who left it on the counter? Oh, you deep pocket that bad boy. You don't wait for someone to come and claim it and say, hey, I left no that ticket? No way. Because they would have deep- no idea. Anyway. Right. You deep pocket it. And you keep that for, uh, uh-huh. I mean, you keep that... As close to as long as you can before you have to turn it in. You know Why? what I mean? You don't, Why? You don't want to, You're holding out for the 
run the person to come along and say, hey, I'll have to no, take it up No, but you or? don't want it too close to, you know, people realizing, hey, how'd you get that? I mean, just, mm-hmm. just lay back a little bit. Wait, you know you have the ticket. And Thank you for these uh, tips on how to best be dishonest. That's great. That's not being That's dishonest. Really, really helpful. That's really not helpful. being dishonest. Okay, right. hold on a second. You okay. found the ticket. All right. You just don't want to be... Uh-huh. You know, questions extensively. Uh, Would you rather have you your six-year-old huh? sitting in a room for an hour with Jeffy or that lady in Canada? Mm? Oof, wow. See now? Mm. That's a tough one right there. <laughs> mm. Is it? <laughs> Is it? <clears throat> yeah, it kind of is, actually. I don't know. I'm like, either way, I don't know. <laughs> What else you got, man? I got a massive cloud of flying midges uh, descending on Cleveland. You remember, uh, if you lived up north four years, uh, the mayflies. <laughs> you say clouds of flying midgets? Fly, clouds of flying midges, not midgets. Oh, What's no. There's, midget? there's, I don't think there's enough midgets What's in the midget? world to have flying. <laughs> Although it'd be funny. To see. I mean, there might be, be some, funny. you know. But if you look at uh, their tracking, they're tracking on radar, actually. They've got uh, some of the weathermen are tracking uh, these uh, oh, clouds of midges. They're like uh, bugs. They're little mosquitoes uh-huh. spraying. Uh, I don't think that they bite you, but there's so many of them, they just drive you crazy. Uh, and it's we used to call them mayflies yeah. uh, when we when I grew up in Michigan. I don't know what they called them. You know, I, I assume in the mean streets you weren't concerned about mayflies. You no, were too many more concerned about flying. bullets. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but you see them tracked, and they they show the 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 radar picking them up, uh-huh. and then they show reporters talking about uh, I'm out doing live shots, trying to keep my mouth shut as. <laughs> Wow. Which might be a good handy tip for a lot of reporters uh, out doing live shots. I didn't just, realize. The, how about keep your mouth shut? I didn't realize little people showed up on radar like that. I, right? I, I, you know? I, huh. That's amazing. Sorry. In uh, St. Louis, a uh, man believes that uh, because he was driving an electric car, uh, the carjackers uh, didn't take the car. No, he knows that. Uh, so he was recharging his electric vehicle. Uh, he's waiting there. He says he recharges at the station, uh, at this uh, station, because it takes thirty minutes, and at the house it takes four to six hours to charge it. So uh, he's waiting for it to charge. A female puts a gun to his head. Another one comes on the right side, pointed at him. And at one point, he has three guns pointed at him. They take his wallet. They take his phone. Uh, they uh, they go to take the car. Uh, it won't go anywhere because it's not charged, and it doesn't have. The, he still has the fob in his pocket. The car won't move unless the car is not be unless the car is charged and his fob is inside the vehicle. So they don't know what to do. They're all freaking out. Uh, he finally says, uh, um, uh, "Okay, you drive it." And he said, um, "I it won't go anywhere. It's not charged." And they finally uh, they finally took his stuff and just ran off without the car. <laughs> So there's one good event uh, for having an electric vehicle. You only mm-hmm. get your like wallet that. and your phone stolen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now, he's said that he's, you know, look, just turn yourselves in, and uh, I forgive you. All is Aww. forgiven. Uh, apparently, you know, he's given a lot of homeless people rides on mm-hmm. his uh, ride-share deal with his car. That's what he uses it for. Um, he just said people get in a tough spot sometimes, and they can't help themselves. They need to I do something to help themselves. Probably set up. He's going to kneecap them. <laughs> That's, that's, oh, I mean, that's the right thing. Huh? I, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. <laughs> but uh, one good thing is that uh, uh, it's, an, it's an electric car that he had charging. And coming to a city soon is the new Unity's two-seater uh, electric car designed with mega cities in mind. Mega And if you thought that uh, if you thought things were going to be fun to ride in now, wait until the Swedish... Unity car. Uh, if you're watching on Blaze Television, you can take a look at it. And boy, don't you want to get inside of that? Um, 
That is butt ugly. Mm, that is a death trap. I would not. No. Mm. Nothing. You couldn't give me that for free. I wouldn't take nope. it. Uh, what do you mean? The vehicle is going to have the range of 150 to 300 kilometers. Ooh. So does anybody know how far that is, though? Uh, no, there's no way to tell. It could be three inches, could be 30,000 miles. No one knows. It's a tailored for urban environments. <laughs> Uh, and it's uh, what's good is uh, that it emits a 75% less carbon dioxide over the life cycle. Huh? Huh. huh so huh. they've already got 3,000 pre-orders. Uh, they've raised, uh, this, I love this, Julie. <laughs> this is just for you, Pat. Okay. Uh, Unity has raised 35 million Swedish krona mm. uh, in, in its financing uh, to date. 35,000? 35 million Oh, 35 Swedish million. Krona. Okay. Which is worth? Four million. Four million dollars. Wow. I mean, that's still. I know it is, but I just find it. I mean, 35 million Swedish <laughs> Kronas. <laughs> and they're getting some more for the e-commerce. So it could be a next okay. year mm. for the uh, for the Unity. I hope they have fed guy seating. Yeah. It didn't appear did to be. Did you see the car? No. It did not appear to be. <laughs> <laughs> and what's good is now that uh, in New Zealand, uh, they are breeding sheep. To uh, pass gas and burp less, and the gas is uh, less emissions. So they're treating the sheep farts with less emissions. They're breeding them so that they have less greenhouse gas emissions. In an effort to fight global warming? That's correct. Sweet. This is the third generation. Uh, okay. We began two breeding lines, and we're separated in high and low gas emitting groups. <laughs> Uh, useful. <laughs> what I do love about how would you like to be part of this study? What uh, I do love, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> would, but I do love this. Doctor Rowe actually calls it a scheme. He calls uh, it useful if the agriculture industry found itself under the carbon trading scheme. Hmm. That's what he calls it. If someone is in a breeding scheme, not only do they get a breeding value for production traits, they also get a breeding value for methane, which I found. Uh, Fascinating. They're getting, and some of the other work that they were doing in England on this by breeding the uh, sheep that would uh, fart less gas emissions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got seventy-four million funding. Several programs across the across the pond. Seventy-four million. Madness. Now yeah, the money's kind of run out. Uh, so the National Livestock Methane mm-hmm. Program and the Reducing Emissions from Livestock Program uh, it pretty much uh, collapsed. We're not doing it anymore. Uh, because uh, the money's dried up. And this, I thought it was about science. Mm-hmm. I thought it wasn't all about money. Hmm. But the scientists are like, mm, when the money is withdrawn, it makes it much more difficult to have a collaborative, multidiscipline program. Doesn't it? <laughs> Doesn't it? The major thing. I just uh, I kind of find that uh, I get that, uh, let's say there is global warming. Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of argument. Are we now messing with Mother Nature? We're, we're creating, I mean, I thought this whole uh, circle of life thing, mm. Uh, mm. animals uh, emitting gas goes back up into the sky, comes back around. I mean, it's all part of the big circle, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're messing with Mother Nature. I yeah. think we learned a long time ago. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, even just a butter, even just a butter margarine commercial yeah. told us that it's not nice to mess with Mother Nature. Right. I mean, that's... That's just absolutely agonizing. Apparently, we didn't learn the lesson. No, we didn't. And I'm glad that the money has dried out. Yeah. Absolutely. You <laughs> can't take it. And um, I've got a story. You know, I'll just tease the story for tomorrow because I know we're running out of time. But I know uh, Kim Kardashian uh, helped release Alice Johnson. 
Right. Uh, which is good. Abs- yeah. I mean, seems abs- like it. At- yeah, yeah, no, I'm not, no joke. Good. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's wonderful. But there is a guy uh, from uh, from uh, Tennessee that uh, got thrown back in prison that I think Donald Trump needs to help uh, after 21 years in prison. And uh, he got thrown back in because of uh, a mistake in uh, in guidelines. And he was out for two years free. And we, yeah, we, we screwed up. We're going to throw you back in. So I'll tell you that story tomorrow. All right. Agonizing. Yeah, that's a... That's a crazy story. Uh, that kind of stuff happens way too much. Way too much. I was just reading about a guy who was con- convicted of rape and murder of a girl 30-some years ago. So he'd been in he'd been in prison for 30 years. Yeah. DNA just showed he didn't that, do is it. Is that the guy that, that, he, that worked for the White Sox? Yes. Yes. Uh, that, because I talked about that uh, one of the shows that I filled in. He on. was 24 he, when he went yes. to prison. He's 54, 55 they, they, now. They got him his job back. He was all he was yeah. gone. But the thing is, what I, I don't, he, and all they do, this guy too, that I'm, I'll tell you a little bit more about tomorrow, they all just say, I'm happy to be out. I want to see my family. I'm happy. Yeah. You know, everything's fine. Um, I would like to say maybe he's owed some money. Yeah. I'm, oh, uh, yeah. Just a tad. Yeah, it seems to me that they were going to give him some sort of payment. Yes, it was, but it was only hundreds of thousands of dollars. Six hundred thousand, like, I think. It was peanuts. But you, you for thirty had, years in you prison, you deserve fifty million. Or, yes, you know something that's really going to change your life. Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Several years ago, Glenn and Tanya had a bad experience trying to sell their home. Fact is, it didn't sell for two, two and a half years, if I remember right, and they lost a lot of money on it, and they didn't want that to be everybody's experience. So they thought, what can we do? And they decided to put together a network of realtors across the country. There's 1,200 of them. Uh, and they're qualified based on their experience, their marketing plans, what kind of character they have, and, and what are the results they normally get for their clients. Those are really important factors. And uh, you want to know that somebody has looked into those factors, and, and we have. Plus, they're fans of the show, so you have that in common with them as well. If you're trying to sell your house... Obviously, you want to get the most money you can out of it, and you want to, you want to sell it fast. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Uh, or at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, $24 million order of two refrigerators. (laughs) Keep in mind, these are refrigerators. $12 million each for refrigerators? You got to keep it cool. Because they're produced by Boeing and they're intended for Air Force One. (laughs) But... Apparently, the White House military office just canceled the order for some reason. Uh, the cancellation was announced by uh, Representative George, Joe Courtney, a member of the House Armed Services Subcommittee. Uh, it was later confirmed. The order was created, though, in December when the Air Force ordered replacements from Boeing for two of the five refrigerators aboard uh, Air Force One. 
$24 million. But they were canceled. And that, that's good because I, I can get you a really good one, like a Kenmore Elite from Sears. They're going out of business. They got some really good prices on yeah. these. 29 cubic feet of space. What, 23 million of those? Two grand. Two, okay. 2,000 bucks. Two of them cost you four. $4,000. If you really need something a little more high end, I mean, we are talking about Air Force One, hmm. I'll get you a Sub Zero or a Wolf hmm. for about 6,000 bucks. Okay? Even so. You know, and that's a little bit pricey, but that still saves you twenty three million nine hundred ninety four thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, how does a refrigerator cost twelve million dollars? It's the same government that pays how much for toilets, toilet seats. Remember that? Yeah, they were ten thousand dollars each, right? Uh, yeah, it was just what. I I don't know why this happens all the time, and why we can't get a grip on it, and then we wonder why we're so deeply in debt. You're willing, you were almost willing. To pay $24 million for refrigerators? And there's five of them? I can't. (laughs) That's really something else. Hey, we're in good hands. Don't even worry about it. Headed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Pat Gray. Only... On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Uh, NASA is holding their press conference right now that everybody's kind of holding their breath and think, what what could this be? Some really cool announcement? Mm-hmm. They, they found alien life. They, aliens. They've found aliens themselves. We got Martians on, on the just half an inch under the Martian surface. Aliens. Because that, that's how far they drilled down. Half an inch. <laughs> so uh, do we have that? Do we have their announcement? Can you play it? They're on these papers uh, are going to talk about, but let me just set a little bit of the context. Mm-hmm. It was kind of uh, August 2012, more than five years ago. We came barreling into Mars, and uh, there was that exciting seven minutes of terror, and we landed safely on the sur- surface thanks to the great engineering uh, uh, mm-hmm. team at JPL that, mm-hmm. that got us there. Okay, but what'd you uh, find? But the Aliens. objective of the mission really was to explore a habitable environment on Mars. Sure, but and what'd you find? Right off the Seriously. bat, we just found incredible Aliens? things. We found clays that were formed by water. Huh, that's kind of uh, Rover Curiosity uh, is just no? extremely that's capable. It takes stereo pictures. It measures okay. the elemental composition of the rocks. But what have you found? What, what'd you find uh, when you drilled down? What we've always done, even though we found many things with the experiment we're going to talk about today, which is SAM, the sample analysis of Mars experiment. Uh-huh. Uh, did, we, did you strike oil? We essentially <laughs> found out very early that this was a habitable environment. Water had been there for a very, it's very long habitable? time. It's habitable? So they found uh, aliens, right? With our right? SAM experiment, we found some interesting things. Uh-huh. Like uh, aliens? For example, how old the rocks were, how long mm-hmm. they had been exposed to cosmic radiation. Do we care how old uh, Martian rocks are? Measurements of light versus heavy mm-hmm. elements told us about 
how the atmosphere had escaped over billions of years. Fascinating. So we've kept going on this but search for organics. So did we had found some methane before. We had found some simple aliens. Uh, organic molecules before, but we greatly expanded the search with the results we're going to talk about today. So it's really Okay, we'll exciting. talk about them. What, what did you find? So Paul's just mentioned yes. some of the results we're talking about today, and one of the things that's really important is you can be involved in our discussion. So throughout the, oh, uh, the broadcast really today, you'll see me looking down at my iPad. We're taking live questions. So if you're on social media, you can use hashtag AskNASA. Oh, or if you're wonderful. joining us on Facebook, just put your questions in the Facebook comments, and we'll get to as many of them as we possibly can. Okay, and we're also going to be taking find? questions live from the media yes, uh -huh. a little bit later in the show. So I'll, I'll actually be, be here live looking at your questions, and I can give I'm them to whatever science is appropriate. I'm very excited to hear that, but what So you find? now we're going to go to Jen. So, um, Jennifer, mm -hmm. tell us a bit about, you know, why what you is it found. significant that we found organic Tell us what, what you found. We found organic molecules in Ugh. rocks from an ancient lake organic bed. Organic molecules! Those organic molecules that is... could have come from life. <laughs> So we don't know exciting. that there was other life on Mars. There uh, is the organic molecules that we found are not specifically evidence of life uh, because okay. there are other so sources of, you found of virtually making nothing. those molecules, including things uh -huh. that are non-biological in nature, like things aliens? like meteorites, no. meteorites, or even rock processes. We can attribute Ooh, geology processes. all by itself tell us about the rock to making organic molecules. Processes. And the information that we have doesn't mm. tell us which source huh. is responsible for what we have. Oh wow, that. Is okay. well, thank you. Your tax dollars so, boring. Um, another one of the <laughs> really, really boring discoveries we're talking about today involves methane on Mars. Ooh, and methane, methane on Mars. <laughs> in the Mars. No. And uh, I'm going to talk to. Uh, Chris we're trying to cut down JPL the methane right now. here. Now so, you're uh, Chris was mining it on Mars. The discovery before of methane spikes. The level of methane, methane went up very dramatically spikes. on Mars. So, Chris, you reported before on so these methane spikes. Martians apparently Can you fart. Tell us a bit about you know, what today's is. That what we've learned here today? Because that's great. That's great. As you know, every Let chapter in the story of the methane mm -hmm. on Mars has been a surprise. Oh, uh, man, some time and, and what ago, a delight. Each surprise has been. In the atmosphere mm -hmm. of methane. There were reports of uh, patches right. when orbiters okay. looked at it and spikes that we reported, as you just sure. mentioned. So every one of them a surprise, but problematic in the sense, in frustrating, the sense. because none of them were repeatable in oh. time or space. Oh, they seem to show that methane was misbehaving. It was sporadic I or um, almost random methane. pulses and, and patches <laughs> were showing up. How do you tame So today stuff? we're announcing a discovery of uh -huh. a repeatable, identifiable seasonal pattern in the methane measurements. Oh, and we that, can nothing look could here be at more exciting and we can see that. It's in the lower background level because most of the time we're not looking at spikes. spikes. And we see this wow. low background level. You uh -huh. can see from the winter to the summer this growth and the big surprise, too, is Here's not only surprise. have we got this wonderful repeatability, repeatability. but the seasonal cycle changes mm -hmm. by a factor of three. That's a Whoa. huge no. change. Whoa. Completely unexpected. No. And what three. it does, three. it gives us three. a key wow. to unlocking wow. the mysteries associated with Mars methane, because now we have something to test our models and our understanding no against. Way. And we'll hear a little more about yeah. that later. Light. What are the Muslim right. countries so saying? One of the things you're hearing a lot about today is the They're term organic. And this so is something that a lot, a lot of people are familiar with Count in many three? different ways. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk to Jennifer Eigenbrod. So, so Jennifer, tell Jennifer us a Eigenbrod. About Finally, we're getting we to Jennifer Eigenbrod. Good. And tell it's us about you know, what is so significant about finding <clears throat> organics on Mars. Organics right, so on organic Mars. Organic molecules to a chemist molecules. are simply molecules formed of carbon and hydrogen. Sometimes there's other things that go in that, such as sulfur, nitrogen, oxygen, phosphorus. Sometimes you put ketchup in However, to a chemist, it's just that type of structure. 
makes what it a little bit sweeter. What we're not talking about is relish molecules that specifically no, come from really. life. <laughs> and we're really not referring it. to the organic stuff that you find at the at the grocery store, which is oh, that pesticide-free right. produce that we get. So this They're had pesticide on it? Or... So not. It, it seems to be kind of amazing. I mean, this is one of the kind of amazing, kind of amazing but not really. Yeah. All right, I think it's too amazing <laughs> for the show. <laughs> I think we're good. That was wow. I'm glad right? we right? glad we were waiting for that one. But did they invent Velcro? Uh, yes. How many years ago? A long time. Fifty or sixty ish, somewhere in there. But uh, holy cow, there's an organic molecule. Okay, we didn't find the sex slave colony we were looking for, but we did find an organic molecule. Now, that doesn't mean life. No. But But it was kind of. You couple that with the surprise methane (laughs) increase and the repeatability of it, and you got yourself an incredible announcement. By a factor of three. That was very, very exciting. Wow. All right. 888 When are they ever going to find anything super, super cool? Something that we can really sink our teeth into. Hey, here's this guy we found on Mars. What do you think of him? He's got this big head, large eyes. He's bald, doesn't have hair anywhere on his body. He can make things move with his mind. That's what I want. The organic molecule was not exciting. You know, shame on me. Because yesterday when I was like, hey, we're not going to reveal it, but there's going to be a press conference at 2 o'clock Eastern. I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. How mm-hmm. stupid of me. Yeah, I should have been like, wait, no. there's no reason to tune in, and they're just trying to get you to log on. Busted. <laughs> yeah. Yep, got me. All right. Mm-hmm. Dave in Ohio, welcome to The Blaze. How you doing, Pat? Good. Hey, I heard you talking earlier about uh, the tolerance of the trans community and how they love to basically persecute people that disagree with them, showing how tolerant they are. And, and yep. so basically, it's kind of hard sometimes not to hate them. Okay, I mean, let's be honest. It's just not all of them because I don't, you know, I don't think all people. I don't think anybody does. But certain mm-hmm. people, yeah, hate them. It's kind of hard not to. They give you so many reasons why. And I know you're not supposed to, but it's just it's hard not to. And the laws they they want to pass basically are like hate speech laws against them that you could be in jail pretty much if you were to say something kind of like the guy in england what they're doing to him they they love that over here certain groups would <laughs> well basically it's um you have to fight them tooth and nail on this they're not going to like you they never will they yep. they said samantha b as her apology starts you know his makes a comment about ted cruz makes a comment about men and laughs because she's a comedian ha 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 it's like no i don't accept your apology i wish somebody said i don't accept your apology because you don't really mean it from your heart and the funny thing you were just talking about nasa can they just be honest like we found nothing but there's yeah. a lot of it up here. Yeah. Uh, okay. But thank you very much. God bless Appreciate America. It. Keep fighting. Thanks, Dave. Uh, yeah, I think NASA just every once in a while has to try to justify their existence and the taxpayer money they're funded with. <laughs> Say, look at this. Hmm? Oh, don't tell me this isn't exciting. We found an organic molecule. Yeah. Uh, okay. Was that worth $80 billion or however much this experiment cost pat are you trying to put a price on science no huh, that's what no. it feels like no right? no it's no like, you know. i don't mean to you know i don't mean for that to oh, happen at a, all here's a good question from saves 84 asked nasa how mm-hmm. much would how much would jeffy weigh on mars i mean <laughs> you do, do a science experiment on that why don't you 
Well, because the gravitational pull is only one third of what it is here, he would weigh a lot less. I bet he he wouldn't top nine hundred pounds on Mars. <laughs> yeah, let's see. I'll bet. You know, misbehaving methane was also <laughs> Jeffy's nickname in grade school. Nice job, constitutional water cannon. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's great. some good questions for hashtag Ask NASA. Are they actually asking him on the Ask yeah. NASA oh, thing? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's great. Hashtag Ask NASA. <laughs> <laughs> this event is going swimmingly for NASA. So why don't you do this? They're loving us. You have us. a question for NASA about misbehaving methane. Just use the hashtag <laughs> Ask NASA and hashtag put that in your pipe so we can see them. <laughs> How can they say it's misbehaving when it's re? It's doing whatever it's doing repeatedly and three times more than it used to. Right. I call that working overtime. They're working hard. Mm -hmm. The methane on Mars. And only a half an inch below the surface. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Incredible. I'm sorry. I just don't appreciate that, Ness. I don't know why I got my help. You know what this is reminiscent of is the, hey, they're going to finally release the JFK files. Mm -hmm. They're going to do it this Mm. time because, because Trump. Yeah. You know, so he doesn't care. He's just going to throw it out there. Ooh. Yeah, not so much. Wait until they open up Al Capone's vault, though. Ooh, I mean, won't that be exciting? Uh, oh, yeah, come on. <laughs> and, you know, you can also lump in that big announcement from Dean Kamen back in 1997 uh-huh. or whenever that was. Yeah. I've got, I just came up with an invention that's going to revolutionize society. Mm-hmm. It's a scooter it's that a doesn't scooter. tip over. The scooter. It's a freaking scooter. You ever tipped over on a scooter? No. It well, hurts. I haven't so. because I don't normally use scooters. <laughs> but I will say, it, while it may not have revolutionized society, it did revolutionize mall cop transportation. <laughs> now they can get around you on know, the Segway. The inventor of the Segway, it really, he really did go over a cliff on a Segway. That's how he died. What? what? Did Dean came and die? Are you serious? The guy who invented the Segway, yes. What? No, he didn't. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's you, a Snopes You time. bought into an urban go. legend. Snopes urban legend. Tom. You think? I think so. Was he trying to get earwax out Dean, of him? Kind of do two things at once? Impossible. Came in. Uh-huh. Dean Kamen is the inventor, and he is still alive, my friend. So, how do you feel now? <laughs> but thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, Jim mm-hmm. Jim Heseldon, the man who purchased the Segway company from inventor Dean oh. Kamen, oh. died in a Segway accident yesterday. Police believe Hegway, uh, Hazelden's uh, Segway drove off a cliff into the river wharf. <laughs> And that was in 2010. So the guy who bought the so company. So the guy who bought, bought Cayman's company, company yes. died on a Segway. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that is yeah. ironic. Tragic. Yeah. And it's, tragic. It's there's, sad. There's some irony there. <laughs> mm, it's it's too soon, though. To, it is. You know, it's mock, been, uh, you know, it's only been eight years. Eight yeah. Eight years. 888-900-3393. Joined now by Brad Staggs. <laughs> well, at least he didn't you know, buy the Wax RX company and then die of a big chunk of earwax right although a woman i did find you know it's just you go down the rabbit hole on online and we talked yesterday about the woman who had you know had the, the chunk of earwax in her ear forever and mm-hmm. then i of course mm-hmm. went down another thread online found another one a woman had a, a chunk of earwax she wore a hearing because she was deaf in one ear mm. and had to wear a hearing aid and it turned out the hearing aid was what made her go deaf. She had to stop wearing the hearing aid because there was so much wax in her ear that it made her hearing aid whistle and squeal every time she did <laughs> it. Like and that. she finally went to the doctor, and apparently it got infected in there, everything else. It took him like an hour to get it all out. Oh, then she goes to the, her, her general practitioner. He gets in there, cures the infection. She's not deaf. 
Oh, that's wow. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is. I mean, the fact that she had to wear a hearing aid for all those years and it was all they had to do was get in there and clean it oh all out. Oh my gosh. So you what see What kind of audiologist did she have? That's pretty right. bad. Apparently right. not a good one. Not mm-hmm. a good one. Not a good one. But this guy who took the uh, the wax out, he's become known as the wax whisperer. <laughs> oh, I and like I, that. I kind of wanted that title for myself. I think you deserve you know it. What? I do. I do too. We're I mean, I don't think at this you. point. It's yours now. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. I appreciate that. I mean, that that makes me feel special. the The moral of the story is, even hearing aids can can cause you problems with earwax. So if you have a really crappy uh, ear doctor, try another one, or go to usewaxrx.com. Are you right? Am I getting my little thing? Yeah. Just hold it oh, in front of you. Just hold it in front of you during the whisper. Okay. The wax whisper. There Good it is. Show of that camera guy. This yeah, is nice. Do I point the arrow at me? No, you're good. Right there. It's right perfect. There. Is Hold it steady. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm holding mm-hmm. steady now. It's good stuff. Go to usewaxrx.com. Use promo code radio for free standard shipping. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns mm. on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed, and of course uh, you can go to Pat Unleashed on Twitter. And mm-hmm. yeah, we've got some uh, fun oh. tweets that are coming in. Is it is it on basically the NASA stuff? Oh yeah, people are having fun with that. Uh, let's see. Ask if, NASA. Yeah, use the hashtag Ask NASA. Hashtag put that in your pipe. We'll see him. Hope we can get to him here. Uh, let's see. I'm furiously trying to get these tabs open. Okay, so Nicole tweets out, um, is Galactic Flatulence a good band name? Because that's exactly what they found, right? I mean, they found methane. That's yes. all they found up there. Yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, is Hillary Clinton going to blame her 2016 election loss on misbehaving methane? I mean... <laughs> yes. And then, of yes, course, she is. It's Tom, the only excuse she hasn't used <laughs> so like, far. And it's a new one now, so yeah. it's fresh. Yeah. You know, she hasn't got to this one yet. And then we got Tom Sheehan, who's tweeting out uh, at Pat Unleashed. I thought NASA was going to answer that burning question, where your grandma stay? <laughs> that would have been a hell of a press conference. That would have been awesome. <laughs> now, that would, have been, that would have been really interesting, but uh, what happened wasn't. So, <laughs> if you missed it. They drilled down half an inch okay. on the surface of Mars. And found aliens. No. no. Uh, they found a uh, an organic molecule. Like that, a clay or something. So try to contain your enthusiasm. Right. Your surprise. Right. Your joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> or your fear that the Martians are coming. Because now we know there's an organic molecule there. Who knows what could happen next? Um. At McDonald's, what's happening now is that because everybody wants 15 bucks an hour, you know, the fight for $15, the fight for 15 movement, um, McDonald's announced this week it plans to replace cashiers with self-service kiosks in all its American restaurants by 2020. (laughs) I mean, there's there's no consequences here that uh, we warned you about. We tried to tell the left, wow, if you go 15 bucks an hour, nobody's going to have a job. No teenagers are going to have a job. CEO Steve Easterbrook uh, said his 
restaurant chain will roll out the self-order kiosks in a thousand new stores each quarter. He estimated that half of the 14,000 U.S.-based stores would have the kiosk by the end of 2018. Every location will have it by 2020. 3,500 restaurants already use the automated machines. About one-fourth of the stores here. 14,000 McDonald's. Mm. Wow. They're serious. Easterbrook added that uh, McDonald's locations in Canada, the UK, and Australia are already fully integrated. Majority of the locations in France and Germany use it. I mean, this is what happens when you price them out of the market. Yep. You just you lose jobs, and because they can, they can do more with less with this technology. And McDonald's was one of the biggest targets of the Fight for Fifteen movement. <laughs> they want fifteen dollars an hour nationwide, even in unskilled areas like McDonald's. Well, what do you think is going to happen? You think every McDonald's is going to say okay? We'll hire more people and pay them 15 bucks an hour and keep your hamburger at a price that you can afford for the whole family. And we'll just eat uh, the loss of profit. <laughs> no, that's of course, that's not going to happen. It's just it's sheer stupidity as usual. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Speaking of stupidity, Steve Kerr had to speak out. This guy, I can't stand this guy. Coach of the Golden State Warriors, uh, former Chicago Bull. And lately, he's been showing just what a progressive, what a liberal he is. He uh, regularly hammers the president and uh, any kind of decent conservative values anybody has. This guy is against you. Uh, here's what he had to say about the controversy on kneeling. He's even got a sound off on the NFL controversy. Here he is. I'm, I'm blown away by the irony of the Eagles being disinvited. Uh, <laughs> when you read about their good deeds in their communities, Malcolm Jenkins uh, addressing lawmakers, uh, really trying to get to the root of some of the issues we have. And, uh, and instead, we just have uh, these military sing-alongs at the White House to show how patriotic we are, even though we don't know the words. <laughs> it's just incredible. It is incredible. But I'm really proud of uh, people in this country who, who are recognizing what's happening. And instead of turning this into a political game, they're just trying to do good deeds because that's what it takes. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. Thank you, Steve Kerr, for your wisdom. I mean, he's the coach of an NBA team. He knows. I mean, if anybody knows about patriotism and good deeds, it's Steve Kerr, a basketball coach. Yes, that's who we want to follow and listen to. Also, uh, first at Starbucks, there was unicorn frappuccinos. Then there were bone broth lattes. Now, um, maybe broccoli coffee will be the next thing brewing. Australia's main scientific research agency uh, C-Zero thinks it's possible. With all the past success of matcha lattes, turmeric lattes, even beetroot lattes, now there's a new broccoli latte that's being trialled here at a Mornington cafe. 
The very green coffee is an innovation of the CSIRO. Scientists have taken leftover crops, dried them out, transformed them into powder form, keeping the nutrients intact, and they're now using that powder to make broccoli lattes. While it might not be to everybody's taste, the owner of the cafe trialling the coffee says he is expecting it to take off with vegans, vegetarians and health-wise customers. We had a connection with uh, Syro. Um, and they had a product that they were working on, which was powdered broccoli. Um, and we figured, well, it's Melbourne, so what better to do than to turn it into a latte? And uh, we decided to beta test the product here Perfect and uh, start creating sure. broccoli lattes. CSIRO researchers say the aim of the broccoli powder is to increase farm yields while simultaneously helping Aussies get more veggies in their diet. Why don't we use food processing to stabilise it, try and keep as much of the nutrients in as possible so it's a stable ingredient. Just like, you know, you're turning milk into milk powder, That's why you're turning go to a veggie Starbucks, into a veggie powder. While the broccoli powder is still being trialled when it's eventually rolled out publicly, this cafe says it will become a permanent fixture on their this, menu. This is just liberalism and nonsense yeah. sweeping the planet in every aspect of our society. I'd much rather have a latte with some of that uh, misbehaving methane mixed in from Mars <laughs> because this, no thank you. I guess, I, I guess the NASA uh, the NASA press conference is still going on. Oh, They're, they, can't, they can't tell us enough about this discovery of the organic molecule. Yeah. Let's listen in uh, again real quick and see what else. Spectrometer in particular. Uh We have tiny little infrared laser beam that multi... Oh, no. Buffering. Oh, no. Buffering. Oh, no. Buffering. Did we lose it already? We lost the feed? Oh, Oh, my. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? He was just getting into the the laser beam He was just getting into the good stuff of what they've... Maybe they were saving the alien stuff for like the end, and now we'll never know. <laughs> and now we'll never know. <laughs> They're like, all right, now for our headline feature today. Interesting to operate a rover in the most efficient way on Mars because okay. the best way of doing that. Yeah, it's, that's just not working. You know what it is? It's the Martians interrupting the signal. They don't want people to know. They don't want us to know what NASA has found. You might be onto something, sir. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't think of any other explanation other than aliens are interrupting the signal right now. No, because it, it wouldn't be just a, a bad internet connection. It Mm-mm. couldn't be that. Uh, 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed. Uh, we still have... I gotta, we, I've had this in, in my uh, prep all week about uh, the Tea Party and whether or not the Tea Party is officially dead. Get your thoughts on that uh, coming up here because... Nobody even talks about it anymore. It's all been replaced, I think, with Trumpism, right? It's it's Trump's <laughs> ideology. It's probably right, yeah. Not Tea Party values. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Uh huh. Oh, what we forgot to mention in all of the, uh, you know, with the stories of people losing their jobs because they didn't support Gay Pride Month and uh, the CBC, Canadian Broadcast Corporation, 
indoctrinating children with their gay pride. Uh, Amazon Alexa. I'm sorry if you have one. I just <laughs> activated it. Oops. Celebrating LGBTQIA plus Pride Month. It's it's no secret Amazon believes in the social justice cause. Uh, I guess when you ask the unit, <laughs> the unit. Uh, about its thoughts on feminism, it's got all kinds of feminist screeds. It's also referred to uh, Jesus as a fictional character. Uh, it just is loaded with Silicon Valley values. And for Pride Month, it will actually tell you a whole collection of special queer facts isn't that wonderful so you just say hey uh echo wait that works too sometimes does it yeah you can name it either or hey amazon thing uh (laughs) tell me a pride fact and then it goes into uh social justice warrior mode and (laughs) it'll tell you up to (laughs) <laughs> 90 related queer history, politics, arts, and entertainment facts. That's not enough. I don't want 90. Why'd we I stop want, at 90? I don't what an know. artificial number. Amazon hates uh, their homophobes. Uh, seriously. Among the facts that will be statistics will be statistics of countries that have overturned traditional marriage, along with advertisements for the Human Rights uh, Commission. There will be trivia questions like naming the date when the LGBT movement created Ooh, the quiz rainbow me, flag. Quiz me, quiz me, quiz me, quiz me, quiz me. When did the LGBTQIA movement create the rainbow flag? I don't know. Uh, 82-ish? 1978. Man, are you ill-informed? What are you, a hater? What are you, a homophobe? Clearly. Yeah. Uh, George in Delaware, you're on the blaze. Hi. Mm. Uh, thanks for having me on, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was telling the screener that I live in a predominantly gay town, one of the top four gay towns in the East Coast. Oh. And we and I, I worked in gay bars. I was one of the first straight guys. A friend of mine owned it, and she thought it was a good idea, you know, because, quote, I didn't have to give drinks away. I was like, not a problem there. <laughs> but I always have debates with guys. And, you know, there's a lot of great guys, obviously, to your point you're making about not everybody. We're talking not in real general terms. But yeah, yeah. one thing I did find out a few years ago where, and I took a lot of abuse for that, you know, being called every name you can imagine and so forth. But one night I was at a friend's house, and I said something, and one of the guys goes, oh, well, look it up in the gay yellow pages. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and, I mean, my head, like, spun around exorcist style. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they go, oh, the gay yellow. And then the one guy goes, oh, boy, I think we got him upset. And I'm like, wait a minute. I took abuse for X amount of years uh-huh. to quote accept you guys A C C E P, okay? Yeah. And now you create your own yellow pages <laughs> just to support your own group. Wow. Yeah. And they did. And, uh, there is actually a gay all, yellow pages. It looks, it looks like a regular, you know, Verizon or whatever, whomever prints yellow pages nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was right there. It's about an inch, about an inch thick. And it was all gay-oriented. And I'm like, well, wait a second, man. I said, you know, now I feel duped by you guys because you said you were no different. I don't want to see you beaten up on the sidewalks. You know, I live in a good yeah. old boy town. And it was a time 30 years ago that two men walking down the street, a car would stop and beat them up, mm-hmm. which is outrageous. Yes. That's, 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 that we, nobody wants that. No. But, and I said, but now... You want exclusion. You want exception, E-C, or E-X-C, pardon me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but 
so how does that float? And we were, last week we were arguing over a couple of the gay guys I know. We we're, were sitting at a bar having uh, dinner, or all of us were sitting there, and two of the guys went, I love Chick-fil-A. And the one guy went, oh, they don't support any of our causes. And the guy goes, I don't care. They have the best fast food out there, so I'm going. And I said to, to the other guy, I went, well, wait a minute, man. Let's, let's get down to, the, you know, to the, the brass tacks of this. When 50 gay men were you know, shot up in the nightclub and all those people were donating blood, who gave out sandwiches? Hmm. What group was there? Right. It was Chick-fil-A. Yep. You know, so even though yep. they disagree, and that's why I keep saying, you know, you guys want, you only want your tolerance, quote, to be one way. We mm-hmm. don't have any options unless it is 100%, and I mean 100% goose-stepping to your ideology or whatever, I said, and that's just unreasonable. So, you know, and, and again, he goes, well, I don't need to be lectured to. I said, well, apparently you do, because... <laughs> You're a Chick-fil-A hater when Chick-fil-A disagrees with you, but they're not trying to burn you at the stake. And they showed that this was a human issue when people were killed. And then you go back and create a yellow pages that excludes people like me. I'm not known as a gay business. So do people not come to me because I'm, you know, the, the, the heterophobes, I call them. And I know guys, I always say to them, I go, I know you guys have heterophobic friends. And they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they will not support straight people. So, you know, it's, it's, mm. I, I, it's amazing to, to uh, your segment earlier. Uh, you know, that's you're you're correct. Uh, you're absolutely correct. And, and again, we're not talking about all gay people hating straight and straight people hating gays. But, mm-hmm. you know, they have made these things out that, you know, um, and the the. Masha, Masha Gessen, that woman that talked about that marriage, of course marriage, it's, it's about destroying the church, period. Gay, gay marriage is yes. just a, a useful idiot, uh, making them into useful idiots to destroy religion and the churches. That's all. Yeah. That's all there is to it. Exactly. It, appreciate the call. Thanks, George. Uh, I, there's no question. The militant movement is, is going way beyond... Uh, because they already have what they claimed they wanted in the first place, right? They wanted yep. equal rights. Well, I'm pretty sure you've got that now. You got same-sex marriage. You can't be discriminated against. You can visit your relatives in the hospital now because that was one of their battle cries was, well, if I'm not married, then I can't even visit my significant other in the hospital. Or I, I can't list them on as an emergency contact or I can't leave them my pension or whatever. You got all that now, mm-hmm. but that's, but again, you just have to believe like they believe or it's not enough. I mean, you got health insurance too. That was another thing they wanted from companies as like a spouse, right? Before, the gay, before gay marriage was even a thing. Yes. I mean, there have been so many incremental um, ways to, we have gone to, to prove, all right, you're equal. Got it. Where well, you're equal. Yep. And now it's, I mean, if you aren't, I mean, that Chick-fil-A example he just gave, well, they don't give to our causes. All right, but are they openly hostile to you? Absolutely no. not. No, they're not. So just back off. You want to be left alone? Hey, guess what? So do we. Yeah. But Chick-fil-A is run by Christians. And, oh. you know, Christians are the enemy, I think, now. <sighs> are they ever. So. 
If you can just eliminate the mindset or just eliminate that part of their Christian belief structure, then, well, that won't be enough either, but it'll be a good start. Yeah, maybe a couple more missions to Mars and Christians will be forced to relocate there. (laughs) Well, we'll be fine because there's plenty of methane, apparently, Mm -hmm. and we've got the organic molecule. It's misbehaving methane, let's be clear. Yeah, it is misbehaving. It's not like your usual methane. That's very true. Uh, There's a documentary coming up that I am kind of looking forward to. Uh, David Cassidy is the subject of a documentary from A&E. And apparently he admitted that he didn't have early onset dementia in this documentary. He made that up to uh, explain some of his weird behavior. When actually the real issue was his alcoholism. Yeah. Apparently. And uh, and so the documentary is going to be broadcast on June 11th. That guy had kind of a sad life because he got all involved in alcohol and drugs. And seemingly, I guess he admits in this documentary that he never recovered from alcoholism. And he went into rehab multiple times, couldn't quite shake it. It's interesting because when he was in the middle of that firestorm in the early 70s with the Partridge family, when they were this morning, doing I Think I, I Love You, you know, I, didn't know how to deal with I mean, this is quality so music. There's no question. But he hated it. I actually it. like this song. Yeah, I like this song. It's embarrassing, oh, right? Yeah. Remember that one? I woke up in love this morning. Love. Went to sleep with you. Oh, on my mind. See, because it's got to be clean. I mean, he was he was huge in the 70s. There was a short window there where he was probably bigger than Elvis and the Beatles. Wow, really? Yeah, the guy was, I mean, wow. when the Partridge Family show was on and the songs were playing on the radio and he was doing concerts on the weekend, then coming back and shooting the show during the week. And I mean, he would fill gigantic football stadiums full of mostly teenage girls. I... And I mean, they were crazy for him crazy wow. and he hated that because it wasn't the kind of music he wanted to do he didn't want to do bubble bubble gum he wanted to do hard rock but nobody wanted to hear so when he's super famous and super popular and making all this money he's miserable because it's not what he wants to do mm. then it all goes away i mean it dried up fast it lasted till about what 74 maybe 1975, and then nobody wanted anything to do with him because he was a bubblegum star, and it was embarrassing to like his music. And so then, Hmm? what's he going to do? He's miserable afterwards because now all the spotlight is gone, all the fame and fortune has dried up, and he, what is he going to do? He got a couple of uh, TV show roles. I think he played a detective in some show at one point. And then I think he had a play at one point. He kind of went the way of uh, Donny Osmond, got into plays and things like that. And he didn't want anything to do with the music that made him famous. When Glenn and I had him on in the studio, he was 
he hated talking about the Partridge family, hated talking about the music that he was famous for and wouldn't sing or perform any of it. And then at the end of his life, you know, because he was so miserable, he's all messed up on alcohol mm-hmm. and he didn't, uh, he didn't have a good relationship with his family, with his daughter, with his son. Uh, and then he had to make things up like, yeah, I have early onset dementia. Should be an interesting uh, documentary when it comes out. Yeah, so he was uh, for two seasons a uh, man undercover. Is that, the, is that what you thought? Maybe that's David what Cassidy? it was. Okay, but he made yeah. appearances on The Love Boat on Fantasy Island. Um, <laughs> Did he really? I don't remember flash, The Love Boat yeah. and Fantasy Island. Appearances. It, but, it, and I don't. Was know. he himself on that, or did he play somebody? No, I think he was. Uh, let's see, on, on Fantasy Island, Jeremy Todd slash Danny Coyer. I don't know. Yeah, he's okay. So he's not playing himself. But, but it's several. It was over like four seasons. Wow. So I guess he was on there recurring. I don't recall that. Um, but yeah, he was on CSI. Yeah. Wow. Good grief. <laughs> but you know, he kind of cobbled together sort of a career, mm-hmm. and I think he did some Vegas stuff, but. I feel kind of bad. It's just sad. It's a yeah, sad it story because he just wasn't a happy guy. 888 uh, If you want to teach your children about American history, I've got a great book that we've discovered. This is awesome. It's called The Founder's Revolution, The Forgotten History and Principles of the Declaration of Independence by Michael S. Law. It's an awesome book. For dad, for the history buff in your life, Father's Day just around the corner. But this is amazing to teach your kids with. I'll give you an example. Chapter 3, The Charges, Abuses of Executive Power, describes the first 12 charges of abuse by by King George concerning the powers of the executive. These abuses of executive power include dissolving legislatures, obstruction of justice, erecting numerous government offices to harass citizens. So you can go through the whole uh, time period that led to the American Revolution. And you and your family will understand what uh, led up to the American Revolution and why it happened. And then you can better understand the way the Constitution is and the Declaration of Independence and what set up the foundation of this country. Yeah, in the context of the time, so that you aren't just right. seeing this thing stand alone, you see exactly what caused it to be formed in the first place and why they did what they did. You'll get the whole forgotten history of how the Declaration of Independence came into being and the principles that formed its foundation. I mean, the Declaration of Independence is just discarded now. Nobody even talks about it. They don't. It's a foundational document. It's what started everything. It's incredibly important, and it is linked to the Constitution. And you can gain all that insight uh, into every charge and claim the founders made in the Declaration. Um, what they intended for America, what what it was, and what they wanted it to become, and the proper role of government. It's going to be fantastic. Go to your computer right now. Type in thefoundersrevolutionbook.com and you can pick up your copy on Amazon. The book has five stars. It's a great read. It's The Founders Revolution, thefoundersrevolutionbook.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. A little press conference going on with the president and uh, the prime minister of Japan. But during this, apparently, the president has said he will invite Kim Jong Un to visit the U.S. if things go well. Oh wow, <laughs> that would be something else. That you couldn't have imagined six months ago. That's for sure. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and uh, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Hashtag put that in your pipe. Hashtag ask NASA because is it still going on? <laughs> The organic molecule uh, conference, because wow, was that exciting? Shoo, uh, it's it is still going, by the way. <laughs> Jeez, from Mister D, Cap Director, um, ask NASA: Has the organic molecule chosen a gender yet? Huh? I don't think it has. <laughs> I don't, but I'm not going to rush it because who am I? Right. Who am I? Uh, Toby McAvoy. Will misbehaving methane be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before Foreigner? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. it will. <laughs> Stephen Collins, Collins says, uh, repair a digging arm from 50 miles away, no problem. Maintain a TV radio signal beyond our ability. Mm-hmm. Way to go, NASA. Uh, and Florida man, come on, Pat. The aliens aren't interrupting the connection. It's the NASA, it's the NSA covering up the child slave colony. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, the one we heard about from Alex. Yeah. They yeah. well the children it they, they're kidnapped and they're put on a ship that goes to Mars and it takes a, it's a 20-year journey and so by the time they get there the only thing for them to do is become sex slaves. Well, so um, I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, it's it's this whole discovery uh, this may strike your listeners as way out, but no, we actually believe no. that there is a colony on Mars <laughs> colony. that is populated by children who were kidnapped, kidnapped and sent into space on a 20-year ride. 20-year ride. Uh, so that once they get to Mars, mm-hmm. they have no alternative no to alternative. be slaves on the Mars colony. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and they're not going to let us know all that. So that's why they give us the bull crap about the organic molecule. Huh. <laughs> We're on to him. What a ruse. Uh, another guy who knows the truth and is just trying to reveal it to the world. Uh-huh. Um, Mad Mike Hughes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember Mad Mike? Yeah. He's the guy with the rocket. Uh-huh. And he, he was going to go up in the rocket mm-hmm. and take photographs and, to prove that the the earth is flat. Yes. But he didn't get high enough. What do you mean? I think he what, got, what, 30 feet, 50 feet above the much, surface, and then he crashed. How much height do you need, down. man? It's uh, More than that. He wanted to go up. Wasn't it like seven miles or something? <laughs> but so he was really close, <laughs> super, super. He's like right on the edge of the atmosphere. I think what he's doing though is uh, you've got a chance to buy his historic rocket. Oh, we can get it in time for the museum out here. Yes. How oh much? my gosh, How that's much? a great idea. Yeah. Just tell, oh it, tell Glenn. Yes. Tell him to put in a bid or something. You kidding me? Uh, he's selling it on <laughs> eBay right now. Uh, he. List the condition it's in as used because <laughs> he he did use it once, but it's I mean it's lightly used. Mm. I like to call it pre-owned. <laughs> one owner, right? Just yes, one owner. just one owner. Yeah, and he only used it on Sundays, on one Sunday after yeah. church for a for a fifty foot ride. 
So anyway, he uh, he's listing the starting bid mm-hmm. as five hundred thousand dollars. You might have misspoke. How much was that? It's a five hundred thousand dollars. Like that's a min- that's the his, first bid for his rocket. The minimum bid. <laughs> I don't. Know. Is that the reserve too? He, he is. Mad he's going to be sorely disappointed he's if he crazy thinks. Crazy ass, Mike. Sorry. I mean, if it was, you know, what would you pay five hundred dollars maybe for it? Nobody's going to pay five hundred thousand dollars for Mad Mike's <laughs> rocket, are they? Here's what I'll do. You you show me the receipts of all the equipment, all the stuff you use, all the materials there mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. I will pay you back those costs plus ten percent. Uh, make him that offer for your rocket. I, I'd bid on it. Mm-hmm. You know, make him that bid. Also, uh, this is kind of a cool story: a twenty-three and Me kit. These are starting to become uh, uh, under scrutiny a little bit because these companies are getting a lot of DNA information from people, and they're storing it all. They're keeping it all. And what do they do with it afterwards? Are they selling our DNA? Um, are they selling the information? They claim that they store it without names, but who knows? Hmm. Anyway, if you're into the 23andMe kit thing where you spit into it, they were just telling, they were just saying that uh, Ancestry.com has the largest amount of people spit in the world because you spit into that little tube and then you send it to them and they keep it all. Hmm. Uh, and so it's kind of, first of all, it's gross, <laughs> but Secondly, is it a little bit concerning that they've got everybody's DNA stored and they can do whatever they want with it now because we sign over our lives for these things? Sure is. Anyway, Sally Catherine Armstrong uh, loves her adopted family, but growing up, she always wondered about her biological parents. Who were they? What was their ethnicity? Uh, She actually lives here in North Texas. She had no trace of hospital records that could help her piece together her family history. She only knew she was abandoned in Virginia in a Virginia hospital bathroom just after mm. birth. Wow. So she moved to Texas, North Texas, at 13 from Virginia, grew up as an only child with her adopted family. But she just found her actual biological family using the DNA kit 23andMe, which breaks down ancestry. And she learned that she has a sibling in Pennsylvania, uh, and they've been reunited. Four. Kind of a four, four siblings. It's kind of a cool story. That's really cool. But her information was probably sold to uh, mm. some group, and now she's being hit with <laughs> all kinds of telemarketer calls. So. <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.